Welcome back. My name is Kit. My name is Madison. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things. Oh, what's that? Did you guys hear that? Wait, why are the lights all? What happened? Is your is your breaker messed up? Oh, there, there they go. Okay, oh. the lights are back on now. Man, that was weird. All the that lights was weird. went that was, on. That was super out. weird. Let yeah, me see if I can I, find some. Guys, it's, it says online that all the lights went out all across the world for a couple seconds. That's weird. That is so weird. I wonder yeah, what happened. Well, I guess we got to do another take of the intro. Yeah. Uh, Andy, yeah. you're the host okay. of the show. Yeah, Why don't you lead it? Yeah, sorry about host. that, guys. Yeah. <clears throat> all right, here we go. Ready? All right, all yeah. Right. All right. Welcome back. My name is Andy. My name is Madison. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things, the podcast where we cover things. <laughs> In a world where Kit <laughs> Laser never existed, and Andy was the host of Streaming Things oh, full time. Oh, that was fun. Oh, hey, everybody. Good. It's Streaming Things, and we got a special, obviously, we have a very special guest for uh, you today. Hi. It's Andy. Hi, guys. Thanks for having Hi, me. Buddy. So, guys, Kit Laser is not here this week. He is in Sundance, rubbing elbows with the rich and famous and Dancing seeing on the movies. Sun. Dancing on the sun. Uh, but in his stead, we have a bunch of great hosts for you this week. And today's host is Andy. You know him. You love him. He's one of the pillars, the founding fathers of streaming things. If you listen great. to our Stranger Things coverage, you know him so well. I'm the Alexander Hamilton of this podcast. It's true. <laughs> I was never president. Ain't never going to be president now. No, yeah, and he's he's on our money. But I'm wearing the hat. He's repping. Look at that. He's repping. Rocking the merch. Hell know. yeah. Hell yeah. Miss you guys. I came prepared. Nice. Now, uh, there's a reason we had Andy on this week's episode, and that's because we are covering yesterday uh, a movie by Danny Boyle. Written by Richard Curtis. Story by Jack Barth. This movie was nominated Barth. on Patreon by Charlie Friday. And uh, yeah, and you are our music person. So we thought if anybody could come in and talk about the Beatles, Beatles. I should have brought my guitar, man. That would have been fun. I could play it at you. Oh, I could oh. play could some Matchbox 20. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they could gently I weep. Wanna push you around. Well, I will. Well, I will. Uh, but uh, the good thing about having you on today's show, Andy, is um, not only can we talk about the Beatles. Obviously, this is a movie. If you don't know, yesterday is a movie about a struggling musician who realizes he's the only person on Earth uh, who remembers the Beatles after waking up in an alternate reality. Uh, and so it made sense to have someone who knows music. Yeah. And, and lives in an alternate it. reality. And <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't feel like you're giving yourself enough credit. Like I I'm the musician in the group, but I feel like you're the one that knows classic rock. And like, hmm. I think I mean, time has shown, uh, in our, uh, quiz episodes that Kit and I don't know shit about music <laughs> and you know quite a lot. So anyway, well, if I have well, Beatles you questions. you do have a Beatles Abbey Road poster in your living room. So you oh, that's are. the album. Oh, that, that is the album. Yeah. It was framed. Mm -hmm. yep. Oh, you're that, you're that deep. Okay. I think Kit has a poster of it in his uh, office too. I mean, it's a classic. I don't uh, have any Beatles cover. posters. I'm a fraud. My mom actually, I? I have it in my closet because I don't know where to put it, but my mom has like an old, remember the Beatles cartoon? Oh, yeah. That? Yeah. She has like a uh, original like cell animation from the production of that that she got me for Christmas one year. So I have it framed, but I don't really know where to put it. That's badass. Um, but yeah, put it like dead center on this table. Right. Put it on your <laughs> ceiling above your bed. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, Madison, <laughs> I need to go to sleep. Maybe to the not. Mirror. Maybe I, not. I need to go to sleep when I go to bed. You you're know right, what I'm saying? Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, but anybody who's listened to stream, uh, streaming things long enough knows that when Kit is away, the mice <laughs> will play. Andy, uh, do you remember our old Cream in it episodes? I do remember them, man. Vaguely. Uh, describe what they were to someone who might be a, a newer listener who hasn't had the pleasure of experiencing. And I don't think Madison even is fully aware of what a cream in it episode is. <laughs> so I'm along for the ride. Once upon a yesteryear, we would uh, imbibe a little bit of fireball cinnamon whiskey and just kind of cream it, you know, just just sort of chat. Now, I, I don't think that we're going to be doing exactly that today. We're, we're not just going to like drink and shoot the shit we Get still we do an episode we, we we have some some stuff to cover but uh yeah it, it's just a chance to let loose and you know um just feel the good vibes and yeah. this this is a good vibe movie and that's a good vibe liquor and it just it feels right yeah. madison we we just we join us on this journey uh i'll cream it with you okay let's I'll, do this I'll cream it well with we've you. got a couple of surprises for you but first up We'll do the 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 ceremonial fireball cinnamon whiskey, and it is ten forty eight in the morning. <laughs> hey, it's near Eastern Standard Time. Ooh, that's mine. Oh Breakfast my god! Of champions. <laughs> oh, we're doing heavy boys. Let's <laughs> party foul. Almost got off. my crotch on that one. Fire crotch. Can I get the one you I'll, spilled some. I'll get you a smaller one, Madison. Thank you. You're welcome. I saw your fear. <sighs> There's like a splatter of fireball, like right in, in between my legs, but it's not touching me, but I'm scared to move my chair for to like make the liquid go anywhere. At some Have point in recording, Steve's just going to go with us. Ew. Ew, I'm moist. All right. Oh boy. Here we go. Oh, we cheers, cheers, friends. Cheers. Cheers. Oh. It's a way to start the day. That's not all, Andy. That's not all? No. Uh, <laughs> Madison, you okay? Yep, great. <laughs> so, so over the holidays, there was a cocktail competition amongst the stream fiends in the Discord. Oh, no. You can join the Discord if you go to patreon.com slash streaming things and sign up at the appropriate tier. Uh, one of the cocktails was invented by our beloved Erica. Okay, And she awesome. wanted it to be um, cream in it theme. She entitled it the Holiday Special Cream in It Cocktail. Okay. However, this. in Discord, it kind of took a life of its own and people renamed it Andy's Cream. <laughs> <laughs> and Ew. so Erica has made three Andy's Cream for us to enjoy throughout the episode. Uh, oh, this is wonderful. Now, what this is is equal parts Kahlua, Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey, Vodka, a half ounce of cinnamon simple syrup, and some heavy cream and Typically, the full recipe calls for a garnish of Andy. <laughs> would you, you, would you like me to provide? <laughs> Why do I feel we like already have the heavy cream. We're, so. like, we're like, like projecting into a salt burn like thing right now. I don't know why, but we just have to like smoke the cocktail now and like sing gently to it. And then I think it will be perfectly made. All right. Well, All right. Let's bottoms up. Cheers. Cheers, cheers. again. Here we go. It's a it's a good one. We're not going to remember yesterday. Ooh, that's delicious. It is right. Oh, it is wonderful. Tastes like the holidays. Go in the show notes. I'll put okay, the, I'll put the recipe in the show notes if you listener are interested. 
in tasting Andy's cream. <laughs> <laughs> but, but guys, we're here to review Charlie Friday's chosen movie, which is Yesterday by Danny Boyle. Who also directed Slumdog Millionaire in 127 hours. Danny Boyle has directed so many things. And train spotting. 28 Days Later. So a very talented filmmaker starring Himesh Patel, Lily James, um, Kate McKinnon's in there. A whole bevy of people. It's Chip Ryman. So, Andy, let's start with you. Yes. <clears throat> You're our special guest today. Mm-hmm. What are your overall thoughts on the movie yesterday overall thoughts so i text kit and i was like hey i'm gonna go be on the uh yesterday episode while who who? yeah (laughs) uh never heard of him i'm kidding (laughs) gonna be on the yesterday episode while you're at sundance uh he said oh my god i hate that movie (laughs) (laughs) and i was like no shit i had never seen it i love danny boyle love lily james and i was uh i don't know why like it just it was on my radar when it came out and I was excited about it when I saw trailers. I will say uh, the people that made this trailer uh, did the world a disservice because they show you, it's one of those, they show you the entire, entire movie. movie. Yeah. They also show All you things that aren't in the movie that get you very excited for yeah. the movie, like Anna de Armas. Oh yeah, <laughs> really? I forgot about that. They got like sued and shit, right? Anna de Armas? Yeah, uh, in the trailer they show Anna de Armas in the scene with him when he's on James Corden. Am I saying his name yes, right? James um, Corden. James Corden. Uh, she's like the other guest that's on oh, that episode. Oh, weird. Um, and then you can find that deleted scene on YouTube. I did watch it in, in anticipation of that. But oh. yeah, in my mind, I'm like, oh, sweet. Anna DeArmas is in this? Interesting. Not. <laughs> and yet we still got James Corden. God damn it. <laughs> what a cruel world where the the whole world forgets about the Beatles, but James Corden James is still there. James Corden is still there. <laughs> they don't have the Beatles. They don't have Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. They don't have Coca-Cola cigarettes? or cigarettes. How this is are a you movie gonna, about hell. How, all right? how are you specifically going to function in this world? <laughs> so This is not a world God. I want to live in. No. <laughs> just be like, the movie starts, I kill myself, the credits roll. <laughs> like, we're done. Um what were we talking about? Your, uh, your overall, overall thoughts. thoughts. Did um, you like it? <laughs> I did like it. I did. Uh, I I don't understand. I, I could see uh, why Kit m- might like think whatever about it, but like it's not anything to like vehemently hate by any means. It's very harmless. Steve, you called it milk toast this morning. <laughs> and I think that that is very apt descriptor. I mean, it's just an excuse to kind of love on the Beatles and mm-hmm. like, I don't see how there could ever be anything wrong with that. Uh, it definitely like makes you sit and appreciate like what the Beatles accomplished. And like, they were only together like 10 years or something. Yeah. And all their albums were like less than eight years. Changed the course of time. music yeah. forever. Um, the Beatles are my favorite band. Um, uh, oh, darling by the Beatles is my favorite song. Mm. Um, it's uh, so, song. It, and it's, criminally left out of this movie Ooh. but that's okay yeah um they had they, i mean there's so many bangers so like it's fine uh i think that like the conceit of the movie is probably better than the execution of it um and i mean like i say the conceit of it who hasn't had the thought of like what if i wrote this you know what if um, i wrote the beatles i always think of uh <laughs> yeah. did you ever see the squid and the whale with jesse eisenberg Oh no, I heard that's Mm-mm. great though. Well, there's a scene where like he plays um, like a Pink Floyd song or something and he says it's a song that he wrote, but this is not an alternate dimension and people know who Pink Floyd is and like he gets in trouble and they're like, why did you uh, say that you wrote, you know, wish you were here or whatever it was. He was like, because I felt like I could, you know, uh, <laughs> like, like he could have written it. 
And uh, I think uh, Sarah and I were talking about it when we were watching it. She was like, I've totally had these thoughts of like, what if Taylor Swift didn't exist? But I, I remembered Shake It Off and I'm up there shaking it off. And like, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome. Uh, you, wait, you specifically, Andy? No. Andy no, Casson no, shaking it off? Sarah talking about uh, she's had thoughts like that. Mm, like I, if, I'd, I'd pay tickets to see Andy's Eras tour. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing the 2024 film, Shake It Off. <laughs> it's like the cigarette era, the Harry Potter era. I don't know any other Taylor Swift songs, so that's the only title I can give you. Gotcha. But anyway, I really like the movie. Um, and I love the music and, uh, I thought that it was fun and it didn't overstay its welcome. Some of the cameos were a little silly, but overall, like what's not to love about just like, Hey, isn't this incredible? Yes, it is. Sweet. What about this one? Also incredible. Yes, it is. And like, it just felt good. You know, mm -hmm. I had a good time with it. Drank a bottle of wine, okay. ate some popcorn, yeah. curled up on the couch. Oh yeah. Nice. Madison, how did you find yesterday? Um, so I liked it for all of the reasons you liked it, it being this appreciation for the Beatles and getting to hear, you know, the, the impact, getting to see the impact of their music on the world and just kind of like this loving scenario of like the Beatles music, bringing everybody together. Um, however, I really struggled with the execution of the movie. It, for me, I just was like, the pacing was really sloppy. I really struggled to connect to uh, Jack's character and Ellie's character. They Their relationship was very polarizing throughout, which that's probably the intention to kind of like show the struggle of his success along with her, like living the, the normal lifestyle that she was. Um, but there were at times where like, to me, that was overshadowing the joyous element of like revisiting these songs and getting the reaction of people hearing the Beatles music for the first time. Um, so it, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say this movie is like my favorite. I wouldn't say it's like terrible, but I don't think I would recommend any of my friends to watch it. <laughs> um, I, um, I don't know. I, uh, I don't like it. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't like, like it. it. I don't like, don't it. like it. I don't like it. But I, I, I do like your John Lennon outfit right thank there. Thank you. I, I've been <laughs> wanting rare. an excuse to wear this vest. I forget where I bought it. Probably an antique store. But um, but no, I, I remember this movie being advertised because um, it was 2019 when it came out, I think. I remember mm -hmm. this movie being advertised and I was like, oh, yeah. like I, I do want to see that. Like that looks really good. It has Lily James in it. Um, Himish Patel, um, Indy, you said that this was his first movie. Yeah. I was just looking at, I mean, yeah, according to Wikipedia. Ah, yeah. Okay. Um, I think that's in the credits introducing oh, Himish Patel. Yeah. yeah. Right on. Um, but he's been a, in several things that he's been, I mean, he's been in don't look up. Uh, he's in your favorite movie of, uh, 2021 tenant tenant. Oh, yeah. Fuck okay. yeah. <laughs> I saw that he was in station 11 too, I think. Yes. He's right? in station yeah. 11. Yep. So, I mean, it, it he was had an a established good, like TV actor, yeah, but yeah. like first film, like it had a really good cast and, um, there was like Ed Sheeran, like popped up in the trailer and I was like, interesting. I don't know how I feel. Ed Sheeran in this movie, I swear. <laughs> He's a huge part of this movie. I like, know. Yeah. And so I guess like the whole idea is like, he is, you know, the closest thing that we have to a Beatles right now. And like, obviously it's not even close, mm -hmm. but yeah. like. I, I don't know. I, I can't think of a better answer. Like, yeah, who's a, a songwriter who strums on guitar version of the Beatles? I mean, there's a million songwriters that strum on guitars, but like that. That more importantly, well like yeah. they're good, a good musician who also achieves like 
obscene fame because, you know, the Beatles weren't just incredible songwriters. They were also more popular than Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so like- More popular than Jesus. Who else would you (laughs) pick for that, you know? But Ed Sheeran is not a good actor. No, no. This, the, the 2019 is like the peak no. of like Ed Sheeran just popping up in random things and people. And I'm so glad as a society, we collectively got together and said, stop it. No, like it didn't <laughs> age well with the fact that we're watching it in 2024 and Ed Sheeran is in this movie, yeah, you yeah, know, because yeah. um, this is around the time that he popped up in whatever season of Game of Thrones he pops yeah, up in and everyone lost their fucking oh, mind yeah. that he was in Game of Thrones. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it was just like the showrunners wanted their daughters to meet him or something. Probably. Oh, 100%, yeah. Danny's like, I got to get in with my teenage daughters. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yesterday. So I'm sure Kit hates me telling, sharing this, but um, so I have this three month uh, calendar. Uh, it's like a dry erase calendar in my living room. And that's how I kind of keep track of, you know, what episodes we're going to do, what we have to watch, the release schedule, all that stuff. And so yesterday has been on this calendar for like three months. You know, it's we're getting closer and closer and closer to the date of us doing yesterday. And I can't tell you how many times Kit would walk past that calendar and see yesterday and point at it and say, I fucking hate this movie. (laughs) And so I've never seen this going in. I've never seen it. I remember it coming out. And I remember thinking, like watching the previews, like, I don't know if I'm going to, I would like that. Like Mm -hmm. something about the idea of like, let's make a movie about someone who steals artists work and gets popular. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sure they'll, they'll come around at the end and be like, Oh, it's actually these guys. But it's still kind of like, uh, I feel weird about it. Um, but I, when I sat down to watch this, I could not help but think of the last three months of Kit <laughs> pointing at this saying, I fucking hate this movie. So I was kind of wondering, like, what's so bad about this? What's what's this? Because Kit famously loves fucking everything. Right. And so <laughs> I was like, what's so salacious about this movie? And I'm kind of bummed he's not on this episode so I could really pick his brain to see what is so offensive about this movie to him. Because I think this is the most inoffensive serviceable fun fine movie like i don't yeah. think it's a great movie i don't think it's a bad movie but i think it's a movie you could you, you can turn on and it pops up on like tbs on a sunday mm-hmm. and you're hungover and, and you're just like <laughs> i can't be bothered to change the channel I, I can't this be bothered. is fine <laughs> but it, it feels a little bit like a warm blanket being put over you it's a little comforting mostly because you're listening to beatles songs not so yeah. much because of the movie itself um, but it is kind of a weird movie because, like like we mentioned at top, this is a Danny Boyle film, and this I don't something about this movie like it does not speak Danny Boyle to me. I don't know at what all. happened no. or Danny like did Danny Boyle owe someone a favor? Did he just really want an excuse to work with Beatles songs? Uh, I, I, it just does not scream Danny Boyle to me. But again, it's not a bad movie. I think uh, Himesh Patel is really really good in this. He's likable. I I um. Lily James is, is great in this as always. It's fun to see Kate McKinnon pop up and being like this like du- duplicitous record lady. Yeah. Um, but but again, it's just kind of like okay, like it's an odd premise. Um, but I, I had a fun enough time watching it. I, will I watch it again? Probably not. Will I remember it in a couple weeks? Probably not. But it was fine. It was. I, I really don't. I really would love to have do a follow up of this podcast episode with Kit to be like, yeah. what is so offensive? Because I'm, I'm <laughs> honestly, genuinely so curious. I need to find out why yeah. this movie. What's weighing on your heart, Kit? Yeah, is he just like mad that Lily James didn't end up with him? I don't understand. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I would be. 
Uh, but guys, do you want to get into the recap? Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Let's do it. So the movie opens up with a nice little sort of montage of uh, uh, Himesh Patel, who plays Jack. Jack is a struggling artist, and we see him in various locales singing the summer song, which I guess <laughs> is his most you know popular song yeah. up to this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, his buddy um, uh, Nick is that the guy's name? He he seems to like it. Uh, he also works at the Price Star, which is some sort of warehouse sort of like uh, grocery like store, grocery store, or probably Lowe's like a Costco, or something. Something Costco, or, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and we meet Brian, his boss, who... uh, He doesn't like him or his beard. No. The way he dresses, but the people like him. (laughs) I hate that you act like the work he is beneath you. (laughs) I hate you. But So I'm going to offer you a score full time. How's that sound? But if you don't accept it now, you'll be fired in two weeks. (laughs) We'll give it to Dozy Karen. (laughs) Dozy Karen. Poor Karen's like down the aisle like, why am I catching strays? Fuck Brian. right. Have you guys ever had a boss like that who's like, I fucking hate you, but he's a promotion? No. Not that gave me a promotion that hated me and fired me. (laughs) (laughs) Been there. Um, Hated you and fired you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. The the two usually go together. Yeah, totally. Well, that's good. I I make it a point to to fire only the people I love. For what it's worth, I did (laughs) suck back then. Because you hate yourself. (laughs) Well, because they deserve better. I'm setting them free. Go go chase your dreams. So you're going to fire both Andy and I? Well, this is no. a very awkward way to bring it up. And then I get fired. <laughs> you said, here's your drink. Get out. Yeah, get out. Uh, You're fired. The door's behind you, Madison. <laughs> uh, but Ellie shows up. She is his manager. We, th- it, I would have thought for sure it was his girlfriend. Oh, like, 100%. The vibes and like he's playing on the boardwalk. Nobody's there but her and mm-hmm. the dude dressed up in a like. Yeti outfit or something. Yeah. So I kept in my notes, I kept saying his girlfriend, his girlfriend, his girlfriend. And then at some point I had to go back and correct and just say, Ellie, 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 <laughs> Ellie, friend, Ellie, dot, dot, dot. And we're not talking about you. Not talking about <laughs> not, Ellie, not, the dog, not Ellie, the dog, not Ellie, the dog. She is not friend. <laughs> <laughs> she is <demon. laughs> uh, But Hey, she's got good news. Uh, she has booked him for the latitude festival. <laughs> Uh, which he is super, super pumped about. He immediately goes home and he creates a set list. I did take note of all of his song titles on the on his post-it notes because he like keeps a set list yeah. of post-it notes on his wall. Uh, he's going to start off with the A12 Blues, go into Autumn Leaves, Winter Comes. Oh. <laughs> giggity. giggity. Um, uh, the, girl in the, the Girl in the Skit on the Bus. Okay. Story or Love. My Baby Don't, My Baby Won't. Uh, sad is sad, <laughs> which <laughs> great song title. Fucking love that song title. <laughs> sad you, is sad. You can tell this guy's nowhere near as good as a, as the Beatles yeah, when it comes yeah. to songs. Yeah. Uh, where my dad came from, guns and flowers or guns plus flowers. I couldn't tell if they, he meant uh, plus or and. I thought that was like the full song title. <laughs> that, that would be a better song title. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, which is better, guns and flowers or guns plus flowers? Guns plus flowers. Guns, guns and flowers. You guns, know what I'm saying? Guns and flowers. Uh, and then we round it off with If I Knew, Dinosaur, Summer Song, of course. And then he uh, comes back out and does Rock This Road for mm. his, uh, uh, what's that called when you come back out? Encore. Encore, encore for your encore. Uh, but surprise, his tent at Latitude Festival is. For the 
empty. It's like a daycare tent yeah. or something. There's, yeah. there's kids. There's a couple old folks who seem to be into it. Which we have to acknowledge Lily James's dress. I know I'm the only one that's going to say this, but her, her denim dress. Yeah. So amazing. Yeah. Looks so good amazing? on her. Would you wear that dress? Yes. What if was I so, looked was like Lily James, it? yes. What do you love about it? I love how it just makes her body look so great. <laughs> <laughs> I love this we dress love, too. We love we love a denim dress. It just looks so good. Okay, denim dresses. I'll remember Slay. that. The Canadian formal wear. Yeah. <laughs> the Canadian, what's it called? Tux? Tuxedo. Tuxedo. Yeah, denim on denim. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so Ellie's there, but so are his friends, Carol, Lucy, and Nick. I also wrote dot, 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 Sheila, because there's a character credited as Sheila in the IMDb, but I could not tell who this person was in the movie. <laughs> Is it Anna de Armas? No. no. <laughs> oh, it's his mother. Is oh, Sheila his, his mom? mom? Yes. Oh, oh okay. okay. Man, she has a great IMDb photo, because I thought, like, based on the IMDb photo, I'm like, that's one of his friends he's hanging out with. <laughs> Holy shit. Actually, so I did read that his mother and father in the movie are in real life married, those two actors. Oh, oh that's nice. That's yeah. cute. Is, I bet they were just having fun. They were having such a oh, good yeah. time. I mean, yeah. that's that's scene. We'll get to it, but that scene where he keeps trying to play the song, they keep <laughs> interrupting. You can tell all of them are having a gas. That's, that's probably the best scene of the movie. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Rocky shows up. Um, oh, Rocky. Oh, Rocky. This guy, he, um, uh, Joel Fry is the actor's name, but uh, I know him best as the the dude from Game of Thrones. His Darzo Lorak. Yeah. So anytime that guy pops up, I'm always like, hey, yeah, I like him. Guy. He's also in um, Our Flag Means Death. He plays Frenchie. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah he was in he, uh, Cruella. He was. He was Jasper. Oh. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. He, I really like him. I like him. I can't I'm believe glad you just pulled the name up. Jasper out your ass. That was awesome. <laughs> Well, he was Jasper, Jasper in that one movie that yeah. I saw that one time four years ago. Well, to be fair, I am looking at his IMDb page. Oh, okay. right. No, he's seen, <laughs> no, he's just seen Corella like That's 10 just a times. Peek behind the curtain. Fucking Steve love there. that movie, especially when the dogs kill her mom. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's why I loved how everyone on the Internet joked that that was the the origin story of Corella was that Dalmatians killed her parents <laughs> and then they fucking did it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but Rocky shows up. He's sort of like a, some sort of like stage hand, uh, but he's a little bit of a fuck up. He, he's like they kind of insinuate that he's like drunk or high all the time. Yeah. But he but he fucks up a lot and they're doing some a little bit of catching up. Uh, he kind of pokes fun at Jack for not being with Ellie, uh, but he takes him backstage to uh, to whatever band he's working for currently. And he totally fucks up, given the, the guitarist, the guitar on his cue and he gets fired right then and there. And he just bails, <laughs> which I get. I get that. That's embarrassing. Uh, Ellie does this really funny line where she goes, you're going to need a bigger tent. <laughs> Jaws reference. Um, but Jack can't do it anymore. He's given up on his dream, guys. Yeah. I'm going to uh, go back to teaching. There's nothing for me in the music industry. Ellie. Ellie. I do love how whenever Jack gets down on himself, he, he always says he's going to go back to teaching and Ellie's like, no, fuck them kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she's a teacher. She's a teacher <laughs> she's herself. A teacher. She's like, trust me, from experience, <laughs> they all suck. You deserve better. Yeah. M miracles have happened, Jack, she says. Benedict Cumberbatch became a sex symbol. Miracles <laughs> happen, okay? I laughed really hard at that line. That's it's funny. the voice, I'm telling you. Is it? Oh, yeah. He does have Cumberbatch a voice. voice. Yeah. Especially when he does the smell voice. <laughs> yes. I am ancient. <laughs> uh, but she's driving around because Jack can't uh, drive and he gets 
Uh, well, she drops him off and he's riding his bike home, which I kind of was like, why didn't she just yeah, just take him home? Dropped him off to his bike, clearly like many blocks away from his house. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, is it just sort of like an ego thing where he's like, I don't want my mom and dad to know yeah. that well, I've been taking like rides. She needed to like get on the interstate and his, his like neighborhood was right there. But then again, she could have still just like dropped him off. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Public transit in England. Actually, this is my exit, so hop off here. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm about to get on the ramp. Please get off yeah. into incoming traffic. Seriously. I need she to said, get on- oh, are you dating me? No. So get out of my car. <laughs> Which if she said that, fair. Very fair. Girl. Yeah. Fair. fair. Uh, but as he's riding his bike, some sort of mystical, global, worldwide event happens where all the lights get turned off everywhere for a brief moment. Uh, and in that moment, uh, a bus hits him. And they use that musical interlude from A Day in the Life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was cool where it like crescendos as Mm -hmm. he's like flying through the air after getting hit by the bus and he gets hit by the bus. He falls on the ground. The lights come on. No one's nothing seemingly has happened uh, except him getting hit by a bus and eating shit on the ground and losing his two Two front front teeth. (laughs) Not even his two front teeth. It's like one front one and the other one to the right of it. Dude, he looked nasty. Like they did a good job of making him look like he got hit by a fucking bus. Yeah. Because there are some movies where people get like horrifically horrifically injured and they go to the hospital and they just look, look fine. Amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but they did a good job of making him look fucked up. Uh, so we cut to the hospital. Ellie's there. She's like, I've got bad news. <laughs> the doctors tell me you will walk again. Uh, but they we had to lose the beard. <laughs> and, and I'm here to tell you that people are just going to laugh at you. you look like shit. <laughs> it and is very funny. That is funny. You're not going to get any sympathy. <laughs> <laughs> That was a, that was We're a cute all going to make fun of you. They have good chemistry. Mm. Yeah. I do think that's like a, a saving grace of this movie because the movie hinges on their relationship. But I do think that the two of them do have chemistry. I do think Lily James is carrying a lot of that. Weight. Oh, yeah. She could have good chemistry with a rock. Yeah. Yeah. And she's so charming. Yeah. She's so adorable and charming. Um, and it's kind of hard to see him as charming when his teeth are like. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're like, what? I know, they let that ride for a while. They do. Like his teeth looking all fucking gnarly. Yeah. Uh, but this is the first time we kind of get uh, a little bit of a hint that something's not quite right in this mm-hmm. uh, quote unquote new timeline. Uh, but it's, it happened all over the world. And he says, like, will you still take, will you still love me when I'm 64? And she's like, I mean, I guess. Why 64 yeah, specifically? Yeah, like doesn't, doesn't know the, the callback. Yeah. And this is the first time that he references the Beatles, right? Yeah. Which is kind of weird. It was a little weird because I, I was like, oh, like this. I was like, oh, I was expecting him to have like some recent background prior to this, I, like I, acknowledging the Beatles. They really should have like established him as a super fan because yeah. for yeah. him to then turn around and know their entire catalog and like he got some lyrics wrong, apparently, like we find yeah. out later, but like he knows ever, all of it. Like mm-hmm. they should have done a little more heavy lifting. But just there. to like randomly have him reference a Beatles song without any context for why he would do that, yeah. it's just very bizarre. I guess we're just supposed to assume he's a Beatles fan because yeah. he likes music, which I don't think is. Or I there's mean, just that's this, pretty true. Yeah. Or there's well, just this idea that like musicians are naturally into the Beatles because like yeah, uh, yeah. I mean yeah, I, I mean, should be. I, I'm referring not. to you, yeah. the musician. I knew of, one girl that didn't like the Beatles. She's a real piece of shit, and we broke up. <laughs> <laughs> um, red anyway. flag. Is red that, flag. Is, is that dating like advice? <laughs> is that dating advice from Andy? Oh yeah. If you're if dating you someone like who doesn't like the Beatles, tell them to hit the road. Yeah, seriously. Kick rocks, baby. <laughs> Get out of here. But he eventually gets out of the hospital. He goes, and his friends are throwing him a, a, a cute kind of like. 
taking the piss party, I called it. Yeah. Where yeah. they're like, we got you chattering teeth. You're not dead. Teeth. You're Yay. not dead. Here's That's such a, a good friend Here's friend a group. toy bus because, you know, you got right. hit by a bus. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want my friends to celebrate me any other way. Uh, but they do get him a kick-ass guitar. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I wonder what it was. A oh, guitar. Yeah, what kind of guitar it was. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, we just said it was a guitar. <laughs> guitar. Uh, but they want him to start playing something, so he starts playing yesterday. Mm-hmm. And everyone is just glued in. Gobsmacked. Lily James like, oh my God, you're not this good. She's like, <laughs> when did you write that? Yeah. I love that he pauses. She's like, go on, keep going. Like, oh shit, this is my fucking fire. He's know? like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I do love the reactions after he plays because like everyone's saying like, oh, it's great. Rocky says like, it's a bit sloppy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then the one friend's like, it's Coldplay. not Coldplay. It's not Fix You. <laughs> <laughs> Which apparently the main guy of Coldplay was supposed to be the Ed Sheeran character. Chris Martin was? Chris Martin. Yeah. Okay. But like, I would have liked that so much more. I think I would have too. Yeah. yeah. He couldn't do it for like scheduling reasons. Boo. Oh. Yeah. But they kept the joke in. That's why the joke yeah, initially okay. is in here because it gotcha. was going to lead to him being yeah. in the movie. I see. I uh, see. But yeah. He's like, this is a great work of art. And everyone's like, oh, you're a little cocky, <laughs> man. Yeah. Uh, but Jack is like super upset that no one seems to understand the Beatles. Ellie drops him off at home, like not well, at home, but he thinks it's a bit. He's like, yeah, y'all fucking with me, yeah, right? I just got hit by a bus. I just got hit by like I know I look weird with my teeth, but like yeah. y'all fucking with me, y'all fucking. <laughs> Uh, and he's upset. He, he he wants to walk home in the rain. And then he starts Googling the Beatles and he can't really. It, it looks like the Beatles have been wiped off the face of the planet. I did take note that Jack does have an E.T. poster <gasps> and a Jurassic Park poster I, and a Jaws poster in his bedroom. I did see the Jaws. I didn't see the E.T. Yeah. I also noticed he had a Radiohead poster on his door. Radiohead and Fratelli's. Um, Ooh, the Fratelli's. Hell yeah. Fratelli's was fucking fire. Nice. Uh, the Killers. Um that's all I can remember. Mm. But yes. Awesome Hell yeah. He's got but some... he keeps looking up the Beatles and the fucking bug keeps popping He's up. He's got good taste. So he, he so he starts looking for the Rolling Stones. Uh, Donald Glover's still there. The Childish Gambino. <laughs> Thank, He's like, God. Thank God. Thank God. Donald Thank Glover. God. Thank God. Uh, Oasis is missing though. <laughs> he says that figures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was funny. It was really funny. Um, but then he goes to Ellie's house and asks if he generally doesn't remember the Beatles. She does not. And so dramatic. I, I love how quickly this guy goes from, I don't think people remember the Beatles to, I'm going to fucking steal the Beatles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Over the course of maybe an hour, he's <laughs> like, I'm going to fucking steal some tunes. Yeah. He's been struggling for a while. <laughs> that's, that's a fair point. Like he's been trying, trying. And, yeah. You know? Like that's an it's opportunity. Been, what, Ten years, something like that. Something yeah, something like that. Yeah, and it's for been all a he minute. Knows, like maybe he made the Beatles up in his head. That's true. You know, no. he's been a genius this whole time. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, I I did with the whole movie. I don't know if you guys had this uh, feeling, but the whole movie, anytime he like would come up with a like introduce a new Beatles song, I kept going like, dude, save it. You gotta you gotta stretch this career out. Yeah, Same. yeah. It's like one great album. I thought that was going to be like a crux of like. The plot, like he releases the Beatles music and they're like, sweet, what's next? You know? And yeah. he's like, have uh, anything? The who summer likes, song. Who likes Rocky <laughs> Raccoon? <laughs> who likes uh, Wonderwall by Oasis that no one's heard of? Hey, I, it's kind of funny that he didn't sneak Oasis in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or just make a list of like all of the other bands that didn't exist. He could have really just mm-hmm. capitalized on all of those. Mm-hmm. Wrote Harry Potter. 
Yeah, totally. Bro, <laughs> started a new career. Invented cigarettes. Oh. <laughs> I told you. God doesn't want you to do that. No. God was like, no, Madison. No. <laughs> Screw your tobacco no, ways. No. <laughs> no, my child. No. Uh, but he's trying to remember specifically the the lyrics to Eleanor Rigby. Uh, sitting in the church where someone has been, you know, which is kind of a, I do like every time they show him trying to remember the words to Beatles songs because we do know these songs, mm-hmm. but yeah. how well do we know them? them? Right, right. Yeah. Specifically the words. Uh, and actually, funny enough, um, I did see a little factoid where when they were writing this movie uh, and they wanted to film it, they went to the estates of. You know, they went to Paul McCartney, they went to, went to Ringo Starr, they went to Yoko Ono, they went to whoever is in charge of George Harrison's estate. His and wife? His wife. I can't remember her name. His like wife. Olivia or something. Uh, but, but but they went to them first. We're like, hey, we're thinking of doing this movie. Is it okay? Like, they wanted to get their permission. Even That's though, nice of them. Even though technically none of them own the rights to these songs, they still wanted to get the yeah. permission to do this. And Paul McCartney was like, what's the name of the movie? And they're like, oh, we're going to ca- call it yesterday. And Paul McCartney was like, you should call it Scrambled Eggs. <laughs> do you know, do you get that yeah, joke? That's right. Scrambled Eggs. <laughs> Did, didn't know the words yet. Yeah, before he wrote the lyrics, Scrambled Eggs was the placeholder for yesterday. Oh, that's Scrambled funny. Scrambled Eggs. That's funny. <laughs> All my troubles seem so far away. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, yeah, so he starts stealing Beatles music. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ellie is teaching a class and he runs into the rain and I do like, is that your boyfriend, is that miss? Your boyfriend? <laughs> your boyfriend's left you, miss. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit awkward. Um, yeah, if we find out that uh, there's no Coke in this world because he asks his mom for a Coke. Uh, he Google search Coke and Pablo Escobar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he finally gets his teeth fixed. He goes to the dentist. And uh, Jack has new songs. He's he, This is the scene where we talked about where he, he's going to share uh, Let It Be with his parents. Yeah. And he just keeps getting interrupted by everything. He's yeah. he, he, he like, yes, uh, let it be. And then someone will come in. I love oh. he goes like, this is called Let It Be. And like kind of looks back like, do you know it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell me about how you like this scene, Andy. <laughs> um, it's just adorable. And like the kind of... Uh, this to me is like the promise of the premise of the movie where it's like, here's somebody that um, loves the Beatles, knows the Beatles uh, front to back and gets put in this crazy situation where he's the only one that knows it. And so he has um, Let It Be, which is one of uh, like inarguably, objectively, one of the best songs ever written. And he's trying to show it to the people that he loves in his life. and But he is not the Beatles. And so like he gets about like, two measures into it and he keeps getting getting interrupted he was like this is fucking let it be you're watching (laughs) da vinci paint the mona lisa in front of you and like you're worrying about like getting terry a beer and like it's it's just really sweet it's funny the comedic timing of it i think is just perfect i love how they keep getting the title wrong yeah he's about to play let him be let him be (laughs) (laughs) you can skip the beginning i heard that three times now and then terry isn't terry like giving him like suggestions of how to sing the song too or something well terry comes in and like he gets a phone call as soon as he starts again he was like yeah 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 jack's playing music again i know i know i know i know i know what do you know (laughs) (laughs) like very fun british humor Uh, yeah i really i really enjoyed that yeah this is one of the best scenes of the movie i think and then he gives up and just leaves yeah because later his parents call it their song yeah Yeah. we heard it first yeah (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, he's got to go because he's got a gig. That gig is playing at like a, a child's birthday party or bat mitzvah or something. Something. Uh, but he's playing I Want to Hold Your Hand, um, which is fun. Uh, he ends up singing Let It Be in a Bar. No one seems to care except for the G-Man, Gavin. Uh, Gavin. <laughs> My guy, Gavin. Uh, yeah, Gavin's got a recording studio and he's just so enamored with Jack's ability that he says, hey, you can come and use my recording services for free. Quick side note. Have you ever played Red Dead Redemption 2? Yeah. <sighs> of course. Do you remember the crazy man wandering the streets going, Gavin? <laughs> yeah. I'm looking for my friend Gavin. I'm looking for Gavin. Yeah. And I just, I kept thinking of that every time <laughs> Gavin popped up. Still Funny enough, Gavin Gavin this Gavin partner. character was inspired by that character. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah. You Crossovers. Ever, <laughs> you ever find Gavin? I forget. I no. Think you do. I think because you end up playing as John Marston and, and he's epilogue. still and, out there. Yeah. And the dude's like clothes are all tattered. He's clearly like homeless now, still looking. Yeah. And he starts crying. I think he starts crying, doesn't he? He's like, it's I, really I can't sad. Find Gavin. It's super duper it sad. It is sad. It took me two years to finish that game. So worth I don't it. remember. It it's was a worth it. But sprawling God game. Damn. Yeah. That's a big one. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, Gavin is a recording artist. His, his uh, recording studio is right next to uh, a train tracks. And Which is awesome. It is, it's really, this is like the perfect level of quirkiness I love in movies like this, yeah. where the recording studio directly next to the train tracks, and he's got to like pause them in the middle of like crushing whatever song he sings yeah. so that the train can go by. Which <laughs> I did like this montage of like him recording and they're like, it's different scenes of them in the studio, outside of the studio. The train is passing. Like, I really enjoyed that editing. I thought that was a really, really cool scene to kind of like yeah. capture that moment. It was really cool. I wish Gavin was in it more. Yeah. Considering like what role he plays in the movie. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. I wish he was in it more. I, as a as an audio person, I was I, I geeked out when they like put on the Rubbermaid gloves to clap. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, that does make a stickier yeah. clap. I like that. Yeah. Um. I did write like, ooh, Gavin kissed Ellie. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Boy, you better watch out, Gavin. The G-Man's coming in. He's kind of like the uh, Pete Best of... <laughs> the Pete Best. Yeah, of this show where he's like he is, yeah. the one that could have been, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, anyway. And he doesn't <laughs> do, does get a little drum. <laughs> what do you think Pete Best did with his life after that like i'm sure he that like, he was happy successful he found a woman that he loved and fought hard for her and he told the so truth he's, he's basically john lennon in this movie <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh we'll get to that scene yes. um but yeah they record a ton of songs and he's like handing out his demo for free to like all the customers yeah at the uh the, the store yeah at costco like right outside the hot dog and popcorn line he's mm -hmm. like here's my here's my album and he ends up being invited on like, I guess it's the cost that th whatever company this is, the Costco in-house talk <laughs> show for the stores. Yeah. Uh, the, like, I think the show was called I Love Suffolk, Suffolk, Suffolk. I might Suffolk? pronounce that. Suffolk. Suffolk. Is that how you pronounce it? Suffolk. Mm -hmm. Suffolk. Suffolk. Um, and then uh, what song does he sing? In My Life? Uh, yes. So he sings In My Life and Ellie's just like watching that monitor and you fucking, you know. You know, oh, Ellie's like, yeah. oh, in your life, mm -hmm. me? I'm in your life. <laughs> Could I be? <laughs> I'm feeling things I haven't felt before. But there's no mention of jumbo sized fairy liquid. Is that what the guy says? The, yeah. That's what I typed. Yeah. <laughs> <You> <laughs> looked at my notes to... just now and I'm like, is that what he says? 
He does say that. Yeah, he tries to bring it around to yeah. whatever corporate <laughs> yeah. bullshit that they're peddling. Yeah, it could be in my warehouse. <laughs> in my warehouse, <laughs> I, I love, love you more. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Ellie's kind of like. Well, he and Ellie are in the car and he's like, Ellie, you need to, there's something about these songs you need to know. Well, she wants to know who he wrote that song about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's because these are such like amazing songs. Mm -hmm. And this is the first time in the movie where you're like, oh yeah, he's going to run into this problem where people are going to ask him like, hey, what's the inspiration? Why did you write this song? And he's not going to have any. Yeah, totally. Because he just stole it, right? Uh, but he's he's about to come clean to Ellie at least and tell her that like you know these aren't his songs he stole them from an alternate timeline band named the Beatles. But before he can, who calls him Madison? Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Ed oh, Sheeran. Hey mate. Is this Nick? <laughs> is Carol there? Is Carol there? So I had uh, subtitles on so I could like read the conversation. Did you guys have subtitles on when you watched this? Yeah, I mm-hmm. had to. Because like I couldn't hear that conversation where he's like no man it's Ed Sheeran I just wanted to say that you did a really great job on the show and stuff and I'm just like the actual I'm also hard of hearing (laughs) but like I couldn't hear any of that oh wow so was that in the mix or was that you could hear him on the other line like you could could hear him in the the phone yeah all right well I'm just deaf you're just deaf (laughs) sorry all those years of jamming (laughs) moving on (laughs) I do think it's really funny that Ed Sheeran is watching the Costco TV public yeah. access TV show. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of a plot hole there. Yeah. <laughs> and and like, I love how right, they try to right. hand wave it away where he's like, oh, I live locally. Like, yeah. yeah. And you listen, you watch the Costco show. Uh-huh. I have a membership, so I just, you know, tune in whenever I can, you know. <laughs> they got the best hot dogs. Yeah, they do. Uh, but yeah, Ed Sheeran comes to his house and, you know, he there's this funny line where Jack's like, yeah, Lady Gaga won't leave us alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, he's basically like, Hey, I think you sound great. I want you to go on tour with me. And the whole time his dad is just interrupting the convo. This scene made me so uncomfortable watching Ed Sheeran act. Yeah. Made me so uncomfortable. I just was like, he's so like Ed Sheeran. I feel like has acknowledged that he's just an awkward human being in general, but like seeing him like intentionally act on screen was just so funny. <laughs> and I just was like, oh my God, this is so Ed, crazy. he did his best. Yeah. I don't think he embarrasses himself. No. But you can tell he's not an actor. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. as, as so you can't I, I can't I don't hold it against him because you know he's not an actor, but yeah, he's not yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> he's not like uh what was dude's name in uh the new Space Jam reboot? Uh, LeBron James. LeBron James, yeah. Well, yeah. well I was it's, like, when we review, reviewed that and I was actively mad, like, who did that to him? That was mean. Why would you do that it's to like, him? It's hard to judge singers taking the actor-actress route because it's like, I know why you're in here. Like, I know you have talent, but like acting is like not it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I feel the same it's way about fine. Harry Styles <laughs> with his acting career. We don't have to go down that route. Oh, are you excited for Harry Styles in the MCU? No, actually, I'm not. Uh, That's yeah, a hot take. The that is a hot take. He's, dude, he's Thanos' brother. You're the joking. MCU. I'm not joking. Wow. He was in the uh, post credit scene uh, for the, the Eternals. Eternals. Yeah. It's a hot oh, take, shit. but I don't I don't like him in the MCU. It's a hot take. <laughs> I don't know if that's that hot of a take. I, According to my friends, it's a hot take. I think the only people who are excited about that are people who are like, Big fans of Harry Styles. I think it was Mark. Well, I'm I am a big Harry Styles fan, but like I think 
Marvel was trying to shake hands with the Harry Style stands. They're like, hey, we're going to do this. But I was like, no, <laughs> no. Rip hey, that. we're going to do this. We're going to do this. That's what I we're like, gonna rip, do. rip that tree yeah. up and throw it away. That's how I shake hands. That's, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Go back to the scene, though. I I just want to point out the tiniest little thing that I love. British people, when they're excited and happy that some about something, sometimes they will say "get in," and so the dad finds like the jam or whatever he's looking for. He goes "get in." (laughs) Yes, his dad's great. Yeah, his dad. Hey man, you look a lot like Ed Sheeran. Because I am Ed Sheeran. All right, all right. Good for you. Well done. Good for you, mate. Good for you. (laughs) I wish there was more of his dad. Honestly. His parents are hilarious. Mm-hmm. Get uh, But he goes to Ellie. He's like, hey, we got this great opportunity. I'm going to go on tour with Ed Sheeran and open for him. But she can't because, and I wrote down, I'm so glad Andy's on this episode, because she says, I can't. I teach maths. <laughs> maths. <laughs> maths. You were the one that like said that, right? It's maths. Maths. Um, yeah, and then Lucy, who's her her flatmate, I guess. She can't because she's on a school play. So who is going to be his roadie? Rocky. Rocky Balboa, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, his star's Olorak. And then they so they join his like private plane, and there's this really awkward. Oh, it's so bad. Rap battle between <laughs> Rocky and Ed Sheeran, and yeah, uh, gingers and rap sounds a bit. Crack? Yeah. yeah, crap. Right. You might be right. Enjoy your flight. And, yeah. <laughs> so and then Rocky weird. thinks he's being challenged. <laughs> I think it'd be nice. No, I think it'd be neat if I took my seat. <laughs> Winner. <laughs> oh my God. So uh, awkward. See, Joel Fry made that scene palatable. Otherwise, it was bad. <laughs> Well, Joel Fry, yeah, he's he's great. Mm-hmm. He's really good at he's he's really good at this role. Uh, but in the, in the on the three hour plane ride to the place, uh, Jack writes writes quote unquote back in the USSR, and so we see him perform it at this uh, uh, this live show. Mm-hmm. And I just wrote the song back in the USSR would not crush today. No. <laughs> that is a song that if that was brand new today. No one would give a shit. Well, even Ed Sheeran brings it up later and is like, interesting title choice, you know, Mm -hmm. because we've been past that for a minute, you know. You weren't even alive when it was the USSR. Yeah, so. Yeah. Which is fair. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that would have, wouldn't have hit. Do you think back in the USSR I don't, I mean, it's, it's a fucking banger, man. Like, it's kind of like a riff on like the Beach Boys. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Like it's the Beatles poking at the Beach Boys a little bit and it fucking kicks. Like, yeah, I, I would definitely still listen to it. Yeah. But like I'm seeing as like a relevance, like for it coming out today. Oh, sure. No. Would it be a number one hit? No, no. definitely not. But, but I like, guess in terms of like the reality of it, of somebody writing that song and presenting it to somebody, I feel like they'd be like, what was the relevance of this? Like, what are you leaning into here? Like, yeah. What? So I understand where Ed Sheeran's mind is at. Like, it's a little dated there, buddy. But yeah. It is a bop. Like, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I love that song. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Ed Sheeran, after the show, is like, hey, let's have a songwriting competition. I'll go <laughs> into that room for 10 minutes. You go in that room for 10 minutes. And whoever comes up with the best song wins. I was getting step up flashbacks here. I don't know why. <laughs> I just was like, oh, my God, they're going to do a dance battle. Back to the streets. <laughs> Back to the streets. <laughs> oh, so funny. Uh, so, so it's the most contrived, contrived scene of all time. And Sheeran comes like, out and plays a song about a penguin. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Jack sings The Long and Winding Road. Yeah. 
Uh, do you think Ed Sheeran had a chance? No. <laughs> no. You could tell no. that like, so when Rocky is like, okay, let's put it up to a vote. And then Sheeran's like, no, I don't need to lose that way. That we're was actually gonna, kind of a nice scene and not terrible acting from him where mm. he's like, oh shit. You know, like, I'm um, cause he, he's Ed Sheeran. He's feeling himself. Yeah. And, uh, he just found this kid. He, he got humbled. Big yeah. time. You know, big time. I do like that little line of like, I'm Salieri or Mozart. Yeah. Uh, it's a good line. Uh, while, somebody while, have sex with him while the kid is good. <laughs> but while uh, Jack's singing that song, I did it, and I think they do this a couple of times throughout. But when he's playing a song, they'll like do a, a cool little montage of like happy scenes. I think for this one, it was like scenes of people on the beach and like different scenery of like a city. I don't know, but it was just like all oh, like I, I like that added element of like elevating the song mm-hmm. with this imagery. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed that. And the Long and Winding Road is a great song. song. I love that song. Very good song. And we left out Kate McKinnon wanders in during oh, the yeah. long, long and Winding Road. And yeah. I didn't refer to her at all as her character name. No, she it's just, just Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. Yeah, no, she's playing herself. Time. There's yeah. Kate McKinnon. Yeah. Uh, we also are shown this uh, like bearded Russian dude who like seems mm-hmm. to be dumbstruck by the song. Oh, yeah. And he'll pop up later in the movie. Uh, but yeah, Ed Sheeran gets humbled. He goes away. Someone ought to shag him while you can. And we meet Kate McKinnon. Her real name is Deborah Hammer. Um, <laughs> she is Ed Sheeran's manager, but she also wants to be Jack's manager. And she invites him to come out to L.A. And she's like, is that the best you can look? <laughs> You're looking kind of fugly. <laughs> I think he looks great. He's not like an unattractive man by no, any means. No. But like it, it's like this ongoing joke that like he's fucking hideous. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, or maybe, just like he's not fit or doesn't have like a sense of style. Right. It would be hilarious like if at this point, he's, round. which I'm like, you're, you're, <laughs> you're skinny fat. No offense, Ed Sheeran, but you are Ed Sheeran's manager. Yeah. yeah. He looks way better he looks than like Ed a Sheeran. All right. <laughs> I, Did no, you say he looked like a gremlin? Ed Sheeran? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't disagree. If there was like, for in Lord of the Rings, and one of them was albino. Like, that's what they look like. We want some meat. <laughs> and she wants some meat. And he wears those glasses so it makes his eyes look fucking huge. <laughs> and like. And then he tries to compensate with the tattoos. Oh my gosh, we're just dragging him oh. right now. Hey, the tattoos are dope. They are dope. And just so we're clear, he's an incredible songwriter. He he's a very nice human being. Um, Full circle. Yeah. But yeah. He we're, just hum- we're just humbling him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And all of his I'm successes. just saying, relative to Himesh, you know. Yeah, this Himesh is, true. is a very attractive. Now, man. maybe if they had kept Himesh's like teeth all fucked up up sure. to this scene as well, like yeah. it, that scene would be more. But yeah, the, it's kind of funny where she's like, "You look like a like a like an asshole with with ugly people coming out of it." All right. <laughs> but also, I couldn't help but feel like maybe this was her way of like trying to put some emphasis on like creating this image that will make her money. Like, cause that's mm. kind of how yeah. those people like it's take a thousand percent how it works. Yeah. yeah. And so like, I just, part of me was like, maybe she's not directly insulting his appearance, but just as like the underline is she wants to create this image that will sell her money, like that will sell yeah. and make her money. Yeah. Um, you need a marketable image. Exactly. Not just look good. Exactly. This episode was sponsored 
by BetterHelp. Folks, it's 2024. What does everybody do in the new year? They make resolutions. They set goals. How about we don't do that? I mean, you can. It's obviously nice to have goals, but it's also a good exercise to focus on things that you like about yourself. You know, not making all those high pressure goals that you might fail at and just feel worse. You can set smaller goals. And I think therapy can be a good way to access things that you enjoy about your life and focusing on the positive, the gratitude. And BetterHelp is a good way to do that. If you've never given BetterHelp a try, it's it's therapy that's entirely online. You can do it all from your home and access a therapist by filling out a questionnaire. And if you end up not liking that therapist, you can switch. Again, along with the theme of this ad, uh, no pressure whatsoever. They're not going to have their feelings hurt by it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash streaming things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash streaming things. Happy New Year, everybody. New Year, new chances to be thankful for everyone around us. And we are so thankful for every single one of our Patreon members. But now it is time to give a special shout out to our super patrons for the month of January. So thank you so much to Sebastian Generale, Sean Callahan, Stanton Valentino, Bryce Coppin, Susie Callahan, Anthony Corona, Infamous, Sunshine, Huckleberry Cauliflower, Mike from New Hampshire, Brett X, Emily Scarano, Lil Tickler, Svento7, Jay Scramo, Haley Anderson, AK Ashley Ray, Adam Busby, Wendy O'Laughlin, Jason Hawkins, Big Butthorn, Conrad, Kaylee Sampson, Rabbit Dog in a Barbie Car, Charlie Friday, Alexis Adler, Peaches, Emmy, Haley B, Joe Velez, Michelle, John Collins, Amber McVeigh, Amanda King, Trisha Bueller, Sunlight. Loving Mortal, Suzanne Road, Lauren Waller, Jen Robinson, Kalisha Reeves, Aaron Armstrong, Kevin Strother, Orion Moore, Ashley Powers, Stephen V, Casey McCain, and Enza. Thank you all so much. And with that, let's get back to the show. Uh, but we get to see some really bad CGI balloons to let us know mm-hmm. that Suffolk is here. We're in mm-hmm. Suffolk. Am I saying that pronounced? Suffolk. 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 Why is Forget there a the fucking L. L in there? Suffolk. That doesn't make any sense, British Suffolk. people. I'm sorry I'm butchering the, the English Suffolk. language. I'm sorry. Suffolk. Uh, but Ellie's no longer the manager. They're having sort of like a farewell party for him. He's going to go out to LA and be this big name and everyone's sort of celebrating that for him. Uh, they go upstairs and there's a really real moment where, what? <laughs> what? I have not I have in my notes, I think Ellie wants to fuck. <laughs> I think... Oh. Shot out to she definitely does. She definitely does. How did I end up in the wrong column and not sit on that column? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, yeah. she, it was the the in my life column, right? Is that what she says? Or and I love her column. Oh, and I love her and column. I love her. Yeah. Uh, but they're trying to have this real conversation about their relationship, but dad keeps interrupting because everyone wants them to come down and join the party. Yeah, and they're all at the base of the stairs. Like screaming like, his name. Like he was, We don't know what to do without you. <laughs> <laughs> Like they could go upstairs and get yeah. him, you know. This is the most exciting thing that's ever happened to any of us. You, no yeah. one brought Jenga. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what to do. And Jack like doesn't know how to respond to Ellie like dumping this like lifelong crush yeah. that she's had on him. Yeah. He handles it so poorly. Yeah, not great. It was awkward, and I'm sure that like she probably should have been like. Yeah, no, never mind. Like, <laughs> probably n- not the right time to bring this up. Now that but. I see how you act when the cards are on the table, I'm good. I'm good. 
I'm going to go back to the G-Man. Yeah, no. The G-Man. The G-Man. G-Man. G-Man knows where the G-Spot is. You know what I'm saying? I was waiting for that joke to come up. (laughs) I was waiting for it. I didn't want to leave you hanging for too long. Uh, But yeah, so we get to see Here Comes the Suns playing. Which I was... Okay, so another thing why this movie confused me is like, I feel like the editing choices, although some of them are really fun, like the little montage of like the studio with the train, but then you had like these, um, this, the screen titling of like Los Angeles, like the big cities. And we're like very quarter, like we're like a half quarter into this movie. And this is the first time we're seeing these. Interesting. I didn't notice that that was the first time, but you might be right. Yeah. Um, and so like, to me, I, I really enjoy consistently consistency in movies. And so yeah. when something appears, especially a very distinctive editing choice halfway through a movie, like the CGI balloons. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or just like it. this very bold, like Los Angeles. It just really turns me off. Cause I'm like, like interesting. I don't know. It's just weird to me. Yeah, you gotta st- uh, you gotta establish a visual language early yes, on, and if you I deviate agree. that from that in very drastic ways, that can pull people out because mm-hmm. you're like, wait a minute, I wasn't speaking the right language of this film this whole time. Yeah, yeah. The only one that like really pulled me out, where I'm like, what the fuck, was when they were in later Boston? on a little drunk walking around in this like tunnel, the road, tunnel, yeah, and then hello goodbye, just like shoots yeah. down the road, and I'm like. What the fuck? <laughs> I thought and we then were he gonna... like hears it and I'm like, what's happening? And then he never plays it. No. Like it's fine to like, oh, like like at the dentist's office when he's like, I could buy with a little hope for my friends. He's like, he he he, I'm gonna play that one, you know? But like, hello, goodbye. Like was so, so fucking weird. And then yeah, he never plays it. Oh, that's the context for our meeting up. <laughs> we say hello, but it ends with a but goodbye. Then we're like, goodbye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. Jesus. Yeah, I agree. That was a. Also, but, I was wondering why no one was running them over in that tunnel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. But we do Movie get magic. Here Comes the Sun. Um, and it's kind of like Jack's in, introduction to LA. He's like doing all of like going around, driving around LA and yeah. stuff. Um, LA is the land Allah. of the sun. Yeah. Allah. 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 So much sun and pretty people. Speaking of pretty people. Deborah has a meeting with him and tells him like, Hey, you suck. You're ugly. You look like Ed Sheeran. Um, until, <laughs> I feel bad now until a month ago, <laughs> until a month ago, we'd call you a complete failure. Uh, but I want, I'm offering you the poison chalice of money. Are you going to take, are you going to take the chalice? I want you are to you going to take it? He chose poorly. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to tell me I'm so fucking thirsty. Uh, and then they, we cut to him doing the studio. He's in the studio making songs. I did laugh because, um, so this is a, this is a, they do this thing. It's a, it's a cheap trick to make your videos to look cooler oh, okay. than they are. And seeing it in an actual real movie made me laugh so much because even at, so the, the job I'd work at, even at our level, which is very low, it's not movie level stuff, but even at my level, they're like, don't fucking do that. That's cheap is they just put light tubes, RGB light tubes on stands and put them in random places in the background to make the background look more dynamic. And that's Um, all I can see in the studio were random light tubes because all I can think about is like, you have to power each of those on individually. So as someone comes in every day, is like this one, now this one, let me walk over to this one and there's this one and now this one. There's like 12 light tubes in the background. 
We're this, talking about of like her LA home. No, the recording studio. Oh, the recording. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's singing uh, "Hard Day's Night" Hard and Day's something. Night. He does. I think it's "My Guitar Gently Weeps." Right. Uh, he tries the summer song at one point, and so, Deborah hates it. He does something first, and then a hard day's night. At some point, he says, "Like the guitar needs to gently weep more, yeah, or something." Then, so, like, then, like, he definitely does that. The guitar, like, yeah. like makes it weep. Lol. The part where he tries to squeeze in the summer song and like Deborah shits all over it. Like, they treated it as a gag, and I think that this was a a really important moment in the movie that they shouldn't have just glossed over where like he is trying to still insert himself into this career that he's developing. Yeah. And like he gets shut down immediately, but like I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of the inner struggle, like because he is still a creative person. And so for him to just like put all of that away and just be like, okay, I will be the Beatles guy as mm-hmm. opposed to like, I still have music. I think that I'm good. Yeah. Like we should have gotten more of that. And that was like the only moment that where we got it. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Cause they played off like a gag, like Rocky's like, I love the song. It's my favorite. And then yeah. she shits on it. He's like, uh, yeah, yeah bit it. It. Bit, bit it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we find out that cigarettes don't exist in this world at this point. That makes no sense. It makes no sense. That makes no sense. Why does it make sense? None of it makes sense. Why this this specifically, Madison? Because weren't cigarettes invented way before the Beatles were? So so was Coca-Cola. Like it doesn't like it doesn't. They're not associated. It's just supposed like they they do this like gag thing where like certain things don't don't exist. exist. Um, There was a I I saw the IMDb trivia. Apparently they were going to have the color purple not exist. Yeah, I saw that. Um, But they opted out of that because it would have been really hard to do. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like nobody wore purple ever. Yeah. Uh, But I I still love that idea. Just like, yeah, purple isn't real here. Yeah. I kind of wish they would have leaned more into shit not existing, like the color purple or like, I don't know, something like really esoteric. Well, I feel like certain artists, I mean, Oasis, we found out doesn't exist, but I feel like other major artists wouldn't exist because the Beatles didn't. Yeah. I feel like without Helter Skelter, like Metallica doesn't exist. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. So many artists wouldn't exist if the Beatles didn't exist. Right. Yeah. And so much art wouldn't exist without them. It's incredible uh, that they don't that they don't play with that more. Um, but yeah, they need to work on his image. Uh, he the, there's this really weird drawn out thing where he's just like in a room with a big with a big monitor and he's just looking at stuff. I guess to show that he's getting popular. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just kind of to show like oh the progression of like his music coming out being released because at this point they've released five songs on the internet without any visuals free, just yeah. the li- just the lyrics and so i think that's kind of like showing the progression of like that of the success of those songs mm-hmm. and it's not the first awkward moment or not the last i should say awkward moment with a big monitor with him <laughs> <laughs> which we'll find later yeah, in the film that was yeah um, but, he, but he needs to go to liverpool uh because he can't he can't liverpool because he can't figure out the lyrics to Eleanor Rigby. And I assume he wants to go to Liverpool to kind of feel more connected to the Beatles so he can remember some of the song mm-hmm. lyrics some more. Uh, Deborah's super upset about it because we're having the major marketing meeting of meetings. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's really called? Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, My notes here. He's too busy to go back to England. Fuck. 
James Corden still exists. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, James Corden. James Corden. Uh, but they arrive, people chase them like the like they used to chase yeah. the Beatles when Hard Day's Night was around. There's this one woman that's kind of following him around as he's looking at everything. Very ominous. Yeah. Very creepy. Yeah. What did you guys think was happening with this woman and the bearded guy who clearly they were clearly showing that they knew something was up? Like I could I understood that they were trying to acknowledge that these two were like recognizing something's weird, like something's up, like they have some recognition of like the, this music. But I was very unsure where they were going with it. Mm. A thousand percent. I saw them and like, oh, they know these songs and they're not the only ones that remember that the Beatles used to be a thing. Yeah. Um, I did not know where uh, where they were going to go with it. Like, were they going to like out him or whatever? Mm -hmm. So I actually really liked the way that it pays off later, which we're about to get to. Right. Yeah. 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 But he's in Liverpool. Yeah, he, he, he visits Strawberry Field. Yeah. Right. Which is which torn down. Torn now. down. Uh, Penny Lane is like bordered up like. Liverpool's just like in shambles <laughs> in this world. Liverpool because nobody cared. And then Penny Eleanor Rigby's grave, Abbey Road. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's just a road. Which <laughs> I have been to Abbey Road, guys. That's cool. Have yeah, you really? I have. There's a picture of me there. How was it? It was chaotic. <laughs> Very chaotic. A million Beatles fans. Yeah. A lot of people. So it is an active road. Like cars are driving on it. Um, and there's people walking across, like taking pictures, like just stopping, like posing, like sure. they're walking. Um, but what's cool is there is like a little touristy shop there that sells Beatles records and has like a little, it's kind of like a little museum that kind of like tells the history of Abbey road and stuff. It was really cool. That is cool. Yeah. But I would love to go. There just sometime. wanted to insert mm -hmm. that. Just yeah. I've been just flex there. a little, just a little flex. I've been there. I don't mean to brag or anything, but <sighs> but I've been there. I've been where the Beatles were. I've been to Liverpool. I've been to Abbey Road. <laughs> I couldn't even. I met Abby herself. Imagine <laughs> she's very sweet. Uh, yeah. So he does that, Ellie. But Ellie surprised him at, at the hotel. They go to dinner. They really miss each other. Yeah. Uh, so they have dinner together. They 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 cheat on their diets and get the the the, the chips, the mm -hmm. fish and chips. They're going on a bender and drinking a bunch. Um, they're having a generally a really good time. We get the really weird hello goodbye moment in the tunnel. Yeah, weird. Uh, but then they go to their room and drink some more. And then, <gasps> ooh, they oh, kiss. They kiss. Kiss. They kiss. Was it a mistake? Probably. Kiss and Ken. What did you think of that scene, Madison? Um, I I love a little steamy scene between two characters, especially two hot people. We love that. Yeah. Um, this is kind of where I think I had said this in my overall thoughts of like their relationship was really polarizing throughout. And this was one of them where they started to kiss and I was like, yes, finally, like the tension is being resolved. And then Ellie is like, actually, no, we can't. Cause this will be a one night stand. And Jack's like, wait, what? I don't know. Does it and have then, to be? Yeah. Um, so that was a little weird, but it was um, kind of weird. Like, why don't you just kiss and then you can just go with them to LA? Yeah. Fuck them Give kids. Up, fuck them kids. <laughs> fuck them kids. Give up math. Fuck math. Excuse me. Math. There math. it is. Thank you. Math. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, they, they start to kiss and you know, Ellie comes to her sense and she's like, no, this will be a one night stand, blah, 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 blah. And then he like wakes up and she leaves, goes back to her room. And then the next day, Jack wakes up like frantic. We got to get her. We got to get her. We, we got to find her. her. Right. Which 
They he gets to Rocky and he's like, you go that way. I go this way. And they're like going to run after the taxi. But then he fucking calls her at the end of them running. And I'm like, uh-huh. you could have fucking done that to begin <laughs> with. Yeah, it was so. But it's more romantic if you run up to a person. You're right. And you're like, oh, I ran really far to find you. <laughs> <laughs> On the phone. Yeah. I just ran to find you. I do like that joke where she's like, oh, I'm in the restaurant. I'm in the restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Grabbing some crisps. Uh, but yeah, they basically just sort of agree that, uh, you know, you know, that this is his dream. And she, if she gives, if he gives it up all now and stays in the, hotel, uh, the, the restaurant with her, they could be together, which is kind of unfair. I think, I like, think so too. he's got some responsibility yeah. he's got to do. Yeah. Like, like be here next week would be okay. Yeah, Equally like, acceptable. Like yeah. part of me is kind of like Ellie. I mean, you chose, you had multiple times throughout your guys's relationship to express your emotions towards him and now that he has become this famous entity you're like now finally realizing that yeah. you like him in this way i don't know not to like diminish her feelings towards him but i just was kind of like again not yeah. not the ideal scenario here yeah she's been pushing him and pushing him and pushing him to realize his dream and he's on the cusp of doing it yeah. and then she he's he's obviously realizing that this is what he wants is to be with her yeah. it is kind of weird that she would throw that wall up out of nowhere and be like, nah, exactly. yeah, I don't want to be with a rich guy. <laughs> Who would want to do that? <laughs> uh, but guys, I've got great news. This movie finally gets what it's been missing this whole time. And that is a character that I, you know, it's an actor that I love that I cherish that I'm so happy was in this movie. And that is Winnie the Bish. That's right. Mm-hmm. Winston Bishop from new girl <laughs> played yeah. by Lamorne Morris is the the head of the marketing meeting of all meetings. Oh, I was so confused for a second, man. <laughs> oh, you okay. don't know Winnie the Bish? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm a huge New Girl fan. And, uh, all right. He plays Winston in New Girl, and he's one of my favorite characters. I love him so much. Uh, but they're doing a whole, like, marketing launch. And it's kind of funny how they... So uh, Jack has sort of submitted his ideas for what the album should be called. He submits like Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, the White Album, Abbey Road. And just hearing them like knock down yeah. all those ideas is like pretty funny. Yeah, like, white Album, bit of a diversity <laughs> issue there. <laughs> That's yeah. a lot of white. <laughs> Abbey Road, it's just a road, man. Right. Um, and you can see like people today honestly saying that. Like that's a bad idea. Don't yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, but... Honestly, I'm not I don't really hate what he suggests personally, like in a vacuum. If there if he wasn't stealing all of the Beatles discography and there was this dude that wrote and and made all his own songs and they were like, call it one man only. Like, that's a pretty good album title, I think. Like, it's fine. I I think like the as a title, it could be great and have meaning like one man only one man versus the world, one man, you know, with his inner demons or whatever, one man only meaning one man wrote all this shit that like that seems pretty shallow to me. Sure. But, like the words good. one man only is not a terrible title by any means. Yeah. But yeah. like it is kind of funny, like it forces you to think about like Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band is a fucking stupid title the beatles (laughs) is a stupid name yeah you know if you stop and really think about it it's like when you say a word too many times it ceases to be a word and then you start just to dive into your inner demons and hate yourself (laughs) Um, but yeah the beatles if you think about it a little too long is the worst band name ever but it doesn't matter but in the context of like i mean the late 60s early 70s i mean 
what reference, like what reference of album titles, like song titles, you know, like it was just like, what reference do we, do they have to kind of declare, oh, this is a lame title. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. So like, I think because you're placing this music in its release. I mean, there's lots of like cool 50s 50 bands, years. like, you know, the Temptations and shit mm -hmm. like that. Sure, yeah, sure. But, but in the context the of like birds. the modern 2020 era of music, like, yeah, that's kind of, it, it's bizarre. Mm -hmm. So I, I liked how they were acknowledging that. But in the context of when it was released at the time, I mean, I'm sure people were like, yeah, that's like long and niche and cool and fun, whatever. Fucking yeah. love Sergeant Pepper. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like, there's still, like, today, like, I'm sure there's a band out there called Dick Butt and the Gillywigs. You know, it's like just. <laughs> oh, Dude, I, saw I love Dick Butt and the Gillywigs. <laughs> I saw them last week in the mosh pit, you know? Open up the pit. Up the Gillywigs. Get in there. Push around. I do think it was funny that he said like Sergeant my favorite Peppers. band. One of my favorite bands is called Spoon. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, Spoon. Spoon. Spooner. Spoon man. Sorry. <laughs> um, I do think it's funny that he says Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band is a mouthful, but then goes on to suggest all songs and lyrics by Jack Malik only. Like that is also a mouthful, Winnie the Bish. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Andy. Yes. He's now on James Corden. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Oh, God. I did note that he still has the guitar that Ellie gave him. He's mm. just a talentless fucking hack, <laughs> you know? Who, James Corden? Who got a late show. And we're just, and he, he got on Doctor Who. And he it still hurts. And he was actually kind of charming on Doctor Who. And so that hurts even more. <laughs> but I hate him. And I, it's irrational. Tell us, tell us how you really feel And about he doesn't deserve it. He doesn't deserve your hate or his success. I have to be true to myself. Is the Late Late Show still a thing? I don't uh, know. No, I think he's, he stopped. He doesn't have a show anymore, I don't think. The only redeeming quality to James Corden is the the carpool karaoke's. Yeah. I do enjoy those. It was a pretty good idea. But I do agree with you so in as someone, some way. As someone who, like, I know of James Corden. I know who he is. I don't really know what he's famous for. He isn't. I don't know. and But I also don't know why people particularly hate him because I just don't interact with his media at all. I just all. feel like he kind of came out of nowhere personally mm. for me. I just was like, oh, who's this guy? He's got the kind of face that you want to throw a drink into. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> just <laughs> splash. <laughs> Fuck you. And just move on with your life. You know? But is he like controversial? Like, did he get canceled or something? Like, why is no. there? I know, because I know. I'm sure I, there's some I know there's somewhere. a lot of animosity towards him, but I don't, tr I, I don't know the story behind why. It's ineffable. Ineffable? <laughs> yeah. Just, you can't put it to words. You just, you just know it when you see it. Uh -huh. Like, fuck that guy in particular. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's on James Gordon's show. He asks him, hey, are, you really wrote all these songs by yourself. That's pretty amazing. Uh, but I, but funny enough, I got two guests backstage who say that you stole all their works. Let's, 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 let's hear it from Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr. Yeah. And then the doors open. You just see like smash cut of people's, these two gentlemen's feet. The Abbey Road feet. Yeah. One of them's barefoot. Yeah. I was a little confused by this. I was like, oh, is this, is this just like a dream? Turns or? out it is a dream. Yeah. Definitely yeah. a dream. Yeah. Which I, uh, so, so this would have been the scene we talked about Anna de Armas. This would have been the scene with Anna de Armas in it where mm -hmm. she would have been the other guest. There, I, so I watched the deleted scene. It's kind of funny where it starts with um, uh, Rocky dropping him off at his hotel. Like, all right, we're here. And he goes like, Rocky, we're supposed to be seeing James Corden. He's like, 
yeah, uh, I'm at we. I dropped off at your hotel so we can watch James Corden. And he's like, no, I'm supposed to be on James Corden. He's like, oh, that's on me. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. And so he arrives very late. He's already interviewed Anna DeArmas's character, who isn't playing Anna DeArmas. She's playing somebody else. Interesting. Like, like I think her character name is like Marilyn Mon- Monroe, Monica, or something. Yeah, Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> like she's not fa- she's not Anna DeArmas yet. In right. 2019. Right. Yeah. She's just whatever pop star she's made up to be in this movie. And they're like, can you like, uh, we heard that you wrote uh, The Long and Riding Road in 10 minutes. Can you write a song right here, right now for Anna DeArmas? And they're like, sure. And he he comes up with uh, uh, something in the way. Oh, wow. And he sings it to her and it's like, oh my God, that was beautiful. And um, uh, uh, what's her name? Um, shoot, Ellie is watching the whole thing on her iPad at home getting upset because she's like, oh, they must be fucking because he wrote this song for her and I'm not in that column. And so I can see where they cut that out because they play because that is a very real like that is the conflict between these two characters. But then you go into like, here's Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr. <laughs> so I get why they cut it out. But also it's kind of wild that like you had Anna DeArmas. Yeah. yeah. And you cut her out of your movie. Yeah. Mm. That's not the first time that's happened to her. Right. Like there's another famous movie that cut her out completely. Right. Am I or am I? thinking of somebody else uh, i mean i don't know i'm sure that i don't want to like, i think Google that happens answer a lot that question for us like where i feel like that was recently too the oh, movies well. anna de Armas was cut was out, cut out <laughs> of uh but andy bang me backwards over buick um this is gonna be the greatest <laughs> this is gonna be the greatest album of all time <laughs> <laughs> that's what kate mckinnon says at one point i love that um and ed sheeran's in the recording studio Hey, and he's got a great tip that he's going to give Jack for free. What is it, Madison? Hey, dude. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 Oh, my God. When they started singing do, 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 day, it's like, you guys can't be fucking dude, serious. <laughs> don't make it bad. Take a sad song and make it better. Remember... To let her into your heart, then you can start to make it better. That was beautiful, guys. Aww. Should we go on tour? Anytime. Should we be the caterpillars? <gasps> I do like that. The roly polies. The ro- oh, I like roly polies more. I love that. Steve. Pass me that there. Oh, are you getting more fireball? Yeah, why not? My, my, my brother in Christ. You're so strong. My brother I'm Christ. a little buzzed. I, I don't know if you can tell. I'm a little buzzed too. But hey, that's the whole point of creaming it. Hit me, hit me, baby. All right. Um, don't fill that whole thing up, please. I guess I'll do, okay. I'll do a little one. I'll pour my own. You know, here's one thing. One thing I, I think that gets maybe gets lost on people, but Andy's such a good dude because I, even though I said don't pour me a a big one. He had already finished pouring me because he knew I wouldn't want a big one because he is <laughs> that is good a, of a dude. This is a, a tiny pussy shot right hey, here. Let's That's do all it. Right. Hey, the tiny pussies hey, of the world. It's so. Dude. It feels great to be on this adventure with all y'all. <laughs> Woo! Fireball cinnamon whiskey, baby. <sighs> it felt right after the sing along. You know, it did. Here we go. Okay. <clears throat> Hey, guys, you know that hotel that Jack was going to play in one time, yeah, but dude. they decided to close. <laughs> yeah, they brought that up before this point in the movie. Yeah, Th- this was <laughs> wild that this should have been brought up way earlier. Yeah, we should have seen this play out way earlier in the movie. Like but that yeah. should have been an establishing like 
scene way early, like much the first earlier. scene of the movie. You're yeah. such a bad artist. The hotel closed rather than have you play at it. Mm-hmm. Um, We've been closed three weeks. Well, Ellie, well, Ellie lets him know that they're reopening that um, that uh, that hotel back up. He can play there again. And guess what? She's been seeing somebody. Who is it? The G Man. The G Man. The G Man. <laughs> He's on the case. Gavin. Gavin. He's getting down and dirty. <laughs> I was confused why she called to tell him that. Like, I mean, if it's like your best friend, best I friend, guess. you know, which I get the impression that they're supposed to be. Sure. Then like, yeah, I, you know, this is this is another reason why you I think guys Gavin are much better sh- people than me, I guess. Well, this is why I think Gavin should have been in the that. movie a lot more, too, because you at this point, you kind of forget about him. Yeah. yeah. You're just like, oh, fuck. Who's Gavin? Oh, yeah. That cool dude. Well, I forget. Oh, no. Do they do they interview him? Prior to this, about in him the media being, room. The, yeah, being like the establishing like person that gave him the opportunity to record. Yeah, that big open exposition TV room that he's in. Uh, I think they interviewed Gavin like, oh, it was just that. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> I was Pete Best in it. <laughs> I stole his girl. I'm dating his girlfriend. <laughs> That's right. Second place. Uh, Common people by pulp. <laughs> Gavin don't... <laughs> Gavin don't care about sloppies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not the sloppies. Uh, but yeah, so he, he freaks out. Um, oh, where am I at my notes? Um, yeah, Rocky's kind of give him shit because he's upset that, you know, Ellie's going to, she's she's dating Gavin now. Rocky says something like, oh, I love her like a lusty lion, which is like, ew, dude. Well, doesn't, doesn't Ellie meet Deborah in this episode? Like he's in the green room of the hotel, right? Yeah, so he's going to, they're going to debut his album. He's going to do like a rooftop performance at the hotel. Similar, similarly to how the Beatles did a rooftop album with mm-hmm. let it be. And yeah, she comes in at the green room and talks to him. You're right. Um, did you, well, what, did you, were you going to say anything else about that? Uh, just that it was really awkward. <laughs> it was really <laughs> awkward. Uh, it's, it's really awkward. Cause Deborah is like in the room with him and like kisses his forehead. Like you're yeah. going to make me so much money. Yeah. <laughs> kisses and him on the forehead. And she walks in like, Oh, you guys Frenchy? Oh, you're Frenchy in here. Whoopsies. No, it's clearly Kate McKinnon. Just happy. Yeah. Like if you know, Kate McKinnon, you know, that's not happening. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. That's not, that's not how she rolls. That's not how she rolls. Uh, I love her so much. I love her too. I love Kate McKinnon. She's the best. She was awesome in Barbie. She was. <laughs> as the the weird the, the weird Barbie, Barbie. Yeah. Barbie. She's the only saving grace to the Ghostbusters movie that she's in. I haven't seen that one yet. She's, I haven't either. She's hands down the best part. I haven't seen the all women Ghostbusters or like the legacy sequel, like the Paul Rudd. Yeah, the Paul either. Rudd's one's fine. It's fun. It's okay. Yeah, but it's it's it's, it's no serviceable. The 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 all women's Ghostbusters suffers from the fact that everyone's trying to be funny in that movie. Mm. We're like the original, sorry, this is a whole different tangent, but you know how like in the old Ghostbusters, the Ghostbusters are funny and everyone else is like normal. Yeah. In the, in that movie, everyone's trying to be funny. So the world it, is a gag. Yeah. The world is a gag. So it, it's nothing's funny. Yeah. Uh, which is, except for Kate McKinnon. She's great. So where are we at? Dad asked for the tuna sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah, like, oh, I best, love the especially the knowing now that ever. they're actually married. I like it. That, they're the best cute. part of the movie. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, are you gonna play our song?" Let it be. <laughs> it's so cute. Yeah, that's our song. We heard it first. Yeah, song. like the first three seconds. Yeah, three times. Uh, and Rocky, he's been drinking again, but he's he. There's this really kind of heartfelt moment where he's like, you know, for a while there, I didn't see a point in my life. 
I didn't, I didn't want to wake up in the morning, but now I know that the re, the, the point of my life is to, you know, serve the greatest musician of all time. It is my honor, Jack, to open this door to you, to begin this new stage in your life. And he opens the door. Oh, uh, sorry. It's the wrong door. Uh, sorry. Wrong door. We gotta go at least two more steps. Got two more the floors. Fire escape. Let's continue our journey together. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I, I did laugh real hard because he gets on the stage. He's about to play to, to all these thousands of people that are there to see him. And Nick, his, his, his old friend, is in the front row, just goes, play the summer song. Yeah, <laughs> that was cute. He loves that song. and uh, He actually really did like it. And it wasn't just fucking around. Yeah, he truly likes that song. Uh, Jack sings Help Me, which definitely has some undertones to it because you can see him screaming it. Yeah. Yeah. Like the mix now uh, for these songs later in the movie, like is kind of bad. And like the renditions of the songs are kind of awful. Yeah. And like uh, it's intentional. And I think it's like it's still a banger, but like it's a bad version of Help. And I think yeah. that's good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, in the context, you know, he's seeing Ellie with Gavin in the audience and then. He should be like, you know, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the G-Man from the stage and honestly I just want to stage dive onto him you know what <laughs> Gavin crotch first give me, give me that wiry dusty bowl haired scarecrow where are you man. going <laughs> he owns his own studio yeah, his right, name's Gavin right, right. Like, he's plucky he didn't let the fact that the train tracks are right next to his yeah. studio stop him from living his dream I'm like yeah. Jack yeah Jack <laughs> but in the audience we see the uh the woman that was stalking him earlier and the, uh, the, the bearded guy, guy the and the Liverpool guy. woman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah. And later on after the, um, the, the play or the, the play, the performance, uh, they want to come see him and Rocky kind of warns them. They're a bit weird. And he says, no, I need to see them. Cause at this point you get the idea that he knows that these people are on to him. Cause he's, he's caught the Liverpool woman staring at him. He knows. Yeah. And they come in and you think it's going to be this big, like, at least me personally, I thought they're going to be like, hey, I actually lived with a guy named Paul McCartney and he wrote mm. that song, but it never got big. I thought that's what they were going for. Mm -hmm. But apparently these two, for whatever reason, also experienced the the alternate timeline switching in the same way he did, where they can remember the old world. Yeah. And they're just mega huge Beatles fans. And they're just super happy that someone's keeping the songs alive, mm -hmm. which is kind of adorable. Oh, absolutely. I thought that was a great way to do it. I thought I was convinced that at some point it was going to be revealed that Rocky remembered the Beatles, too. And I that would have been great. And I think they should have done that. Yeah. You know, yeah. that he's still just along for the ride because he's happy for his friend's success and stuff. Yeah. And like, it'd be even better if like he knew about the Beatles and didn't really like them that much. Kind of like but a sloppy. But he still remembers them. I'm That's why he said a bit sloppy yeah. in the beginning. Yeah, yeah that would have totally. been so good. I'm picturing uh, Leonardo DiCaprio uh, talking to Mark Ruffalo at the end of Shutter Island. Like kind of like that, where Ooh. it's like, you know, but you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Very like dramatic. That. Very dramatic. That's such a good movie. Good. I can't remember what the conversation is at the That's end. That's a good pool. God damn, Andy. God damn, Madison. You guys are killing it today. You can't <laughs> fire us now. I, get back in here. Erica, don't fill out the paperwork. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they... They have this like adorable. And I think this kind of saves the movie for me because, again, I was feeling uncomfortable. Like, oh, this guy's making a lot of money. Yeah. He's just in it for himself. But th these two characters actually really kind of ground him. Like, I just really don't understand why people don't un remember these songs. These are very important. And 
yeah. culturally incredibly important to the world. And I believe that too. And just the fact that these are three of the last Beatles fans geeking out about mm-hmm. Beatles music is really adorable. Yeah. yeah. And he, they give him a little yellow submarine. I like how they kind of crit, like critique him on like mixing up some of the lyrics and then they're yeah. like, hey, dude, really? they're like, hey, dude. yeah. And he's like, and Sheeran made that, made that adjustment yeah. or whatever. I also just want to point out that they say when they're giving him shit, like they say he got the lyrics wrong for being for the benefit of Mr. Kite. There's no fucking way that he would have released that, you know, like <laughs> the benefit you of Mr. Kite, there will be show tonight on trampolines. Like, there's no fucking way <laughs> no. that in 2020, whatever that that is like a, a hit. hit yeah yeah <laughs> it's amazing that that was ever a hit to be honest <laughs> right. uh but yeah so they they say hey we think this will make you feel better because he says he feels like he's living a lie mm-hmm. and they give him an address and it's an address to a living john lennon wait hang on first the quote a world without the beatles is a world that's infinitely worse Great yes. line. Yes. Very and good she line. says, thank you and use it well. Talking this about like. This is kind of where I was like, okay, I, I'm, I, not that I was upset with this movie up until this point, but I just was like, I was on the edge of like, okay, this movie is like, whatever. <laughs> and um, that, and then also like him meeting John, Le- John Le- Lennon, I was like, this, this made my heart warm. I was like, oh, this is, this is what I've been waiting for. It made me a little emotional. I'm not going to lie. I was like, Seeing a living John yeah, Lennon. I was like, oh, he like lived a, a proper, 78 year old John yeah, Lennon. Prosperous life. He like, you know, married and he's just chilling in a beach house, you know, doing his art shit. I was like, oh, this is so sweet. It is sweet. I was, I got to be honest, a little underwhelmed. Like when John, when it was John Lennon that opened the door, I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> like, like they got me. Cause I thought for sure it was going to be like Ringo. Like yeah. Paul McCartney, Paul McCartney's <laughs> too important. Yeah. For this I wish movie. it was Ringo. Like, yeah. Hey man, I... you want to play some Fortnite with me? <laughs> <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> uh, he immediately hands him a PlayStation controller. Let's you ever, go. You ever thought that submarines should be different colors? <laughs> You want to get some sushi? I'm going to have the octopus. <laughs> Should we eat it in the garden? <laughs> so <laughs> underwhelming because like it didn't feel like they did enough with it mm. or like maybe it was for maybe it was too much me where I had too many questions. So it's like you're just telling me like this is John Lennon, but in a world where John Lennon wasn't musical or like he tried and failed. Like is he mm. is he like now the stand-in for what uh, Jack would have been if he didn't, you know, have the miracle where he took over the Beatles songs. Right. Um, but what really took me out of it was the I found a woman and I fought hard for her and I just went, Yoko, oh no. <laughs> Do you like think is, that's who he ended up with? Was Yoko? It? I don't think it was. Is it's it? probably his I imagine it's probably his first wife. You think? It's probably true. I don't think it's Yoko. I don't think. I don't I think know, but that's be, where my head was I at. I think it should be a completely unknown, different person. Because yeah. even if it's his first wife, that's also problematic. Because yeah. it's like, this is Linda. You kind of did something <laughs> to her that wasn't great. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I it, I was taken out of it. I was taken aback. I guess it's uh, Robert Carlyle is what the internet is telling me. John. Is it John Carlyle? Yeah. Is it? No, it's I'm Robert. Not, Robert Carlyle. Robert, yeah. yeah. So he's uncredited in the movie. Yeah. Uh, Cause they wanted, they wanted the spirit of John Lennon to live on and they didn't want to take anything from him. But that is the actor that, that it plays is him. Him. Robert Carlyle. Yeah. 
but is very sweet and like like my heart fluttered when when he opened the door and it was John Lennon. Like that it was It really is a shocking moment, yeah. honestly. As someone who, you know, um I, I you know, because I kind of briefly seen the trailer for this movie. I don't remember if he's in it. But when he opens the door, it's like, oh fuck, that's John Lennon. Well, especially because I I didn't really know where that was going. Like when he was driving, I was like, oh, who's he gonna see? Like I knew it was gonna be one of the Beatles. I just was kind of like who is it? But then when it was John, I was like, Oh yeah. Cause his, I mean, his death is really very tragic. tragic. Like, yeah. And so to see that, you know, that never happens, like recognizing this world that didn't happen is just very, it's very heartwarming. I was like, Oh, he's alive. And also I feel like there is something where John Lennon, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, either of you, but I've always viewed John Lennon as the, the jaded beetle. Like he's the, mm. the jaded one who, so to see him being the person who's like, Hey, love who you love, fight, who fight for what you f- want to fight for is also a little bit of like a bigger of a hit. Like if Ringo Starr said that, it'd be like, okay, Ringo. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Buddy, ruffle. Um, but, You're lucky to be here. <laughs> <laughs> like you imagine in a world where he actually is given Ringo Starr's address and he opens the door and there's Ringo Starr. He'd be like, ah, uh. Uh, <laughs> shit oh man yeah. Would, again, are you still friends with paul <laughs> yeah, where's paul uh no shade to ringo because i actually do like ringo. no he's like, great his solo yeah. work is actually like surprisingly good yeah um george is my favorite george is my favorite too george uh but yeah so we Paul's see my favorite we see john paul's great he's, paul the, he's, great. he's the beetle you know yeah he's the beat of the beatles yeah the rest of them are just the olds <laughs> What if he like opened the door and there's Pete Best just like, <laughs> I could have had it all. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he talks to to John Lennon and there's this weird thing where, he, and I do like when he like hugs him, like, how old are you? 78? Yeah. Wow. Like, cause as a, as a viewer, you're also kind of feeling that as well. Yeah. But he tells him to find a woman you love, fight for her. And uh, his life turned out to be. He was a sailor fab. or something. Yeah. He sailed the world. Um, he probably fought for some unions. I imagine I hated the, uh, you need serious psychiatric help in the middle of the hug. I'm like, that wasn't necessary. Just do the hug. <laughs> I mean, if you really kind of pull back and think about this old guy who's just doing his normal shit and this weird person just shows up, it's like, Oh my God. Yeah. I love you. Yeah. You wouldn't make him tea. You definitely want to invite him in your house. And he no. gets shot by John Lennon. He's like a crazy hermit. <laughs> Get off my lawn. <laughs> you can't imagine what I'll do to you if you don't get off my lawn. <laughs> I'm a jealous guy. Sorry. Um, yeah. So I do think that he like, it is, it's also very weird. He's like, thank you, John Lennon. And then leaves and doesn't like take his tea with him or anything. He's like, bye mm-hmm. John Lennon. And John Lennon's just on the beach. Like the fuck was that? <laughs> Uh, I did, I did make a note. So it cuts back to Ed Sheeran at the studio. And I did laugh really hard that Ed Sheeran's ringtone is his own fucking song. <laughs> yeah, that is funny. Ed Sheeran, to his credit, is okay with being made to look like a tool. Yeah. Like, to yeah, his yeah. credit, he's like, yeah, that would be funny. Yeah. Um, like he fucks up. Hey, Jude. And like, he's fine. He's fine with that being yeah, he's fine with being the dude who suggests, Hey, dude. <laughs> Dude. Uh, but yeah, he's having a show at Wembley and Jack calls him with some sort of plan. And I like ask for a favor and he's, he's a solid dude, even though he's the Salieri, he's going to, he's going to support Mozart. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, so they invite Ellie and a bunch of other people to uh, Ed Sheeran's show. 
He sings a bunch of songs uh, like the greatest hits of the Beatles at Wembley. And uh, uh, Rocky gets uh, Ellie backstage and they put Ellie on camera. And Andy, was this the awkward camera scene you were talking about? Just so yes. Awkward. Just like here I am spilling my heart out while fucking the Wizard of Oz is floating <laughs> behind me. Like and she's just like her job is to stare into a camera. She's supposed to be like surprised that like she's on camera. Yeah. And she is at first. And then it just becomes like a one shot staring directly into the lens where she's like, Oh my God, I fucking love you. Oh my God. Like, well, it like was she's so not even, weird. Yeah. She's not even like seeing him. Yeah. She's just yeah, like yeah. staring, staring at the, the lens. Yeah. Like, weird. so I can understand. She's very media savvy. She knows she's got to stare she's at the lens. Totally. Yeah. She's a manager. Yeah. yeah. yeah we yeah. all occasionally look at the Elgato and just like, you know, make eye contact with the audience. But like, she's just doing this the entire time while he's like, confessing that he's actually just a plagiarist but he still super duper loves Which her the audience takes it surprisingly very well, well. we still love you we still yeah. love you weird well he's he's so he, summer he, song. he admits that he didn't write any <laughs> there's that one guy <laughs> summer song you had to write that one that's the worst one <laughs> <laughs> yeah he, he admits that the songs are written by george paul ringo and george um and uh, he's going to put all the songs on for free and not make any money off of them. And Kate which, McKinnon's like, no. no. Uh, and she's trying to figure out how to walk downstairs. Uh, Gavin is wrecked. They do this. <laughs> they do one cutaway to Gavin in the crowd like, ah, oh, that's it then. All right, well. <laughs> one shot. I've always been number oh, two. Yeah, okay. So this in my notes, so he goes backstage. He runs into... All of them. Gavin says he knew he was one of number two, and they cut away to random girl we've never seen before. Yeah, <laughs> as if to tell the audience, "Don't worry, guys. <laughs> Don't worry. The G man will be all right." <laughs> because later on, we see that they're together. Like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So she was waiting in the wings for the G man. Uh, so yeah, he they they get together. Um, the media is all obsessed. Like, who is this woman in the wings? And they chase after him. Rocky does his last sort of stand, but to, to protect them from Kate McKinnon and the media. Yeah. They drive away. They kiss. They fuck. Yes. <laughs> she sits on his face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was implied. It's been 10 years. Been She's 10 been years. waiting for it. She's, She's like, like, finally. I warmed this seat up for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then they wake up and they do what every couple does after a night of, of coitus. So they talk about Harry Potter and yeah. how, oh, I feel like I'm Harry Potter defeating Voldemort. Voldemort. I feel like I'm a teenager who just defeated Hitler. <laughs> uh, and she doesn't she doesn't know who, who Voldemort like, is. And I do love his reaction is basically like figures. Figures. Yeah. It's pretty dope, though. There's like houses and shit. A world without <laughs> a transphobic. J.K. Rowling. <laughs> Maybe not a bad thing. <laughs> and then we get a title card for it. Today. Today. And they're singing Obadi. Oh. That was cute. Yesterday, today. Ah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's singing Obadi Obada to his students. He's a teacher again. He's a music teacher, I assume. Uh, everybody loves so him. My Seems notes like a great class. suffered to autocorrect, and it says that he plays Oblast Oblata. <laughs> <laughs> I just I wanted to share song. that with you guys. Is oh. that an Ed Sheeran edit? Did he go in there and say, hey, it should be named this? Oh, Blast of Blada. Oh, Blast of Blada. And then we get, you know, the montage. They 
get married, get married. And have kids and stuff. Yeah. And then we get the most awkward cut to credits at the end where like they finish the song and then it cuts to silence. And then it brings up a picture, a black and white picture of like women screaming at the Beatles. Yeah. And then it starts to play uh, Hey Jude. Like, I don't know. I it's think just it's like, a photo of the Beatles though, right? Like it is the no. four. No, right? it's women it's, screaming it's in a, the audience. Fan photos of women. Oh, I thought like, it was like the crazy. four of them and then the women are like around them going crazy. No, babes. No. No, no babes. No, no babes. <laughs> yeah, the ending was very abrupt and, cra- and weird. It was weird. I was like, oh, it's over? Okay, cool. Great. And so like. That's it. The Beatles never came back. No. No. That's sad. Because when they were, I, I thought it was going to be a moment when they were like leaving the stadium and like he made his because I, I this whole time this movie reminded me of it's a wonderful life and so like the Aww. way that he was to get back I'm gonna and get you the moon <laughs> I'm gonna get you the moon Mary 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 um I thought the whole like Potterville because they were leaning so much into his love story I was anticipating oh like he's gonna acknowledge that like he never wrote these songs like this was a learning experience for him as a character to come to terms with like his inability to write great music. And, you know, his true love is Ellie and like living a life with her and like using his music to like inspire others. I, I don't know or whatever, but I was anticipating like, oh, like he's going to go back to his reality at the end of this movie. Yeah, like that's, and he didn't. He didn't. So I just was like, oh, which is why I was a little taken aback by the abrupt ending. Like, oh, it's over. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, they didn't turn things back around. Yeah. So Harry Potter isn't real. There's still no Beatles. No Beatles, no Coca-Cola. No Coca-Cola. It is hell. It no is hell. Cigarettes. No cigarettes. No cigarettes. Shit. No drunk cigarettes for you. Mary. Mm. <laughs> I can't have my cigarettes and coke. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of a life is this? Oh, Mary, oh, I gotta Mary. leave Potterville and see if there's some more cigarettes I'm out there. Uh, so so he's, yeah, he's just a cover artist of himself now. <laughs> yes, yeah. And what do you th- do? You think the like? How do you think the world reacted? Like, hey, you remember that year or that month when this dude like put out the best music ever? Said four randos who we don't know and also claimed did not write the music wrote the music, mm-hmm. and they just became a music teacher. Yeah. Well, like the popular news cycle moves so quickly. I feel like that's like kind of the norm anymore. He's like, Mm. he's like our Susan Boyle. It's like, remember when Kanye (laughs) ran for president and we all just collectively Collectively moved past that? Yeah. Like, but yes, he is our Susan Boyle. He's our Susan Boyle. (laughs) We occasionally watch her on YouTube and like shed a tear. Yeah. We're like, is she doing okay? Oh, good. I'm glad. Good. Uh, Well, that was yesterday. Thank you so much for suggesting that, uh, Charlie. Um, Before we go, though, there is a little bit of business that Madison wanted to discuss specifically with this episode. Madison, do you want to tee this up for us? Which I created a game that uh, made me freak the fuck out. I was like, I was like, not a game, but I just was like, hey, guys, like, let's rank our top three Beatles albums. Yeah. And and last night I was like having an identity crisis because I was just like, (laughs) oh, my God, this is so hard. Um. But yeah, I knew mine immediately. That's wow. so great for you. I did not. I knew my three immediately. I did have a little trouble ranking them. Yeah. 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 I think I've landed on my top three, but okay. my, do, we, do we want to start with three and then go yeah. around the room? Yeah. So Madison, why don't you start us off? What's your number three? My number three is uh, the self-titled The Beatles, which is the white album is my number three incredible incredible why is that your number three are there any standouts 
Yes. Um, are so we also many. are we also doing top three songs as well? Oh, we can. I, okay. I didn't guess for that, but I think oh. I could probably pull that up my okay. ass if I well, have that, to. Well, that's that's kind of. I was to. gonna like feed into that as okay. well later on. Okay. So let's, let's just do. Oh, let's so just table do, that for now. Table that. Yeah. Okay. Put a pin in it, and then we'll come back. So your number three is the White Album. Yeah. Okay. Andy, what's your number three? Uh, Sergeant Pepper. Nice. And his Lonely Hearts Club Band. Yes. <laughs> Bangers, bangers all around. Bangers all around. Bangers, bangers all around. Bangers, bangers. It's uh, super experimental and weird and fun and a rocker. You know, it starts out with that chugging tart. It's like such a fucking cool intro to an album. And like, it it still has like a little bit of the Beatles lovey to it, but it's mostly like, we do drugs now. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's fun. We're super yeah. cool. <laughs> Is there anything better than Paul McCartney just belting it? Like and when he screams. Ah, oh, so good. My number three is Let It Be. No. Maybe controversial because I feel like a lot of people don't talk about Let It Be as often. Yeah. But I, I love Let It Be. It's one of my favorite, it's a favorite good, albums. It's a good one. Madison, what's your number? The two? last one, right? That's the live yes. album rooftop recording yep. stuff. Yes. And we just got that wonderful documentary from uh, the Lord of the Rings guy. Yep. <laughs> no, the, I didn't just say Peter Jackson. What was the, what was the, I was trying to remember, what was the song that that documentary showed Paul McCartney just pulling out of the ether and creating? Uh, is it Get Back? Is it Get Back? Get Back, Get Back to where Yeah, it is yeah. Get Back. Yeah. That was, yeah. it was one incredible. of the most incredible thing of, things I've ever seen on film. <laughs> Just no, coming up with get back out of yeah. nothing. So cool. Madison, what's your number two? My number two, maybe controversial, is Abbey Road. Why would that be controversial? I just feel like Abbey Road is like their most, or I should say the imagery of Abbey Road is very prominent for the Beatles. Like yeah. when you think of the Beatles, you think of like that cover art, um, that cover image. So, but so like that's it my should be two. people's number one? I, I guess. For controversy? I feel like it's usually people's number one just because they, that album to me. Spoilers, it's my number one. Oh, okay. With a fucking bullet. Abby yeah, Rhodes? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Like okay, okay. it is a perfect album. But anyway, we can get to that. Well, no, I, like seriously, like yeah. I, I feel like that's why it's a controversial number two for me because it's just, you mm -hmm. know, everyone else is number one. Sure. Okay. What's, Steve, your, what's your number uh, two? Uh, White Album. White Album? Okay. Yeah. White Album is my number two as well. Yeah. Nice. Uh, oh, man, bangers. It's such a big album. There's so much to it. That I'll never also, forget oh, go ahead. poking around with my mom. She had the CD. She had the album too, but I wasn't allowed to touch her albums. But she had, <laughs> she had the CD <laughs> and it was, remember the old CDs that had like the divider in the middle? Yeah. Because it was a double CD. Yeah. But I think this one actually had like three discs. I think, mm, and then there was booklets in it and I used to flip through the booklets and I'm like, this is all cool, it's all white, but because it was plastic, like oh, it gets oh, all oh, oh, I'm so scratched sorry. up and up mom, um, <laughs> <laughs> it gets all scratched up and like looking through the scratches of the plastic case to the cover that's all white and you can't really read anything. And she's had the album for years and so like it gets all worn out, but uh, fucking bangers. Bangers. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, Abby, uh, I'm sorry, White Album is my number two as well. Uh, so good. What's your favorite song I for almost, White Album? I almost made it my number one, but there are a couple. The reason I didn't put it number one is there are like several songs on the White Album I just don't like. Um, sure. But, but that's so that's why I kept it away from it. But you know, like Rocky uh, Raccoon? Rocky Raccoon. <laughs> uh, I don't know what my number. I do love Oba Di Oba Da. I think that's such a great song. Helter yeah. Skelter, maybe my favorite song off that album. Um, Dear Prudence I, is probably my favorite. Also Dear that. Prudence is beautiful. 
I do love Revolution. The birthday song. I used to play that every year on my birthday. They say it's your birthday. <laughs> Uh, only recently did that song get altered where now I'll every this past year on my birthday, I played the birthday song by altered images. That's my new birthday song. Okay. Happy birthday. Um, number one, I already said mine. Yours is, is Abbey, Abbey Road. Road. Uh, oh, darling is my favorite song of all time. And oh, it also has something darling. which is like the best love song ever written. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, Oh, darling is like the, uh, the epitome of the Beatles where it is this wonderful cross between, um, like classic uh, late fifties, early sixties rock into um, like a new, newer, a more modern rock genre. When he starts doing the screaming, when you told me, like, like he he takes this lovey rock ballad from the late fifties and turns it into this like screaming, heart wrenching thing. And it's fucking incredible. But just that album in general, all bangers. All, I mean, every one of the albums that we've all talked about are all bangers, but, um, Anyway, yeah, Abbey Road is uh, with a bullet. It's not even close. Now, before we get to Madison's, Abbey Road is also my favorite album of all time. Wow. Uh, it does feature my favorite song of the Beatles of all time, which we'll get to in a second. But I think everything you just said about it, Andy, is true. I do love how the last, what, like six or seven songs are just like one big sort of mm-hmm. stage play almost that yes. you have to listen all together um, I, I love Golden Slumbers. That's one of my favorite things ever. Uh, I love Abbey Road so much. It may be basic bitch of us to say, but I I think it's also a damn near perfect album as well. Madison, your favorite album of the Beatles? My favorite album is Let It Be. Let It Be? Wow. <gasps> I thought for sure it was going to be Rubber Soul. Mm-mm. I thought for sure. None of us brought up Rubber Soul in the top three or Revolver. Or Revolver. Well, I know. I know. I, I really or wanted. Hey. I really wanted to get help, help. or uh, Rubber Soul on there, but I, I think with the Beatles is kind of like the only one where everybody's like, eh, you know. But it, to be fair, though, I mean, I texted you guys saying that it was killing me, like picking top three. Like yeah. it was, it was really difficult because yeah. I, I was like, they're so, like they're so good, um, for so many different reasons. But I'm in I hear and say her favorite album is Beatles One. <laughs> <laughs> but I landed I like the Beatles love. I landed <laughs> that is on a great that album. is a great album. I landed on Let It Be because I feel like Let It Be Let It Be is my favorite Beatles song. So Beautiful that's song. I, which is I feel like very I don't want to say mainstream of me, but like it I, it's a good song for a reason. So yeah, but that's why it's my number one. So we're we just gonna shout out our favorite our top three favorite Beatles songs. Yeah. So yours is your favorite song is Let It Be. My favorite is Let It Be. Um, My, well, let me go backwards. My number three is Something from Abbey Road. Beautiful. Um, And then number two is While My Guitar Gently Weeps. Yes. Because my, I fell in love with that song um, Mm -hmm. via a cover um, for, it was the induction of George Harrison for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, The one with Prince. The one with Prince where he does like a two minute guitar like solo and I remember and Tom Petty is singing. Let's yes. Forget that. And Jeff and, Lynn is and there. And George Harrison's too. son is, is also yeah. playing guitar. Um, I remember visiting the rock and roll hall of fame in Cleveland. Um, they had done, cause they do like a rotating exhibit um, on the third floor or whatever. And there's like a screening of like, I think it's just like previous inductee ceremonies. And they performed this um, version of while my guitar gently weeps. And it was the first time, and I'm a huge Prince fan. And it was the first time that I had seen like a cover of that song and had heard it in this way. And I just 
fell in love with it and couldn't stop listening to it. Um, Have you seen this video? No, I haven't. I'm going to watch it as soon as we get in. Phenomenal. It's, it's a great solo, uh, really great performance. I mean, yeah, it's Prince, Tom Petty, Jeff Lynn. Oh, I mean, that's just rocking out to the Beatles. That's, great, well, that's a great lineup right there. I think there's other people in there too. Well, yeah. like George Harrison's son for sure and maybe yeah. some other people, but... But it was it was just like I think the the moment itself was like they were honoring this you know amazing artist for his solo career because I think he was being inducted for his solo career not necessarily being a part of the Beatles but um, it was such a good song um, and then yeah no it just it made me fall in love with Prince even more and then also just the ambiance of like Petty being there and oh my god it was just such a good song such a good song <laughs> but so that was was that number one or was that number two. That was number two. Let it be is my number one. Okay. So what were the three again? Something while my guitar Something while my guitar and then let, it be. let it be. Nice. Okay. Yeah. What's yours, Andy? Oh fuck. Um well I already do said you want, do you uh, want me to go? No, I can, can do, do it. time. I can do it. Okay. <laughs> so I didn't actually really prepare this, but like it's the Beatles, so like the answers will change yes. periodically. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Except for my number one has my favorite Beatles song has always been Oh Darling. Um for all the reasons I said before. So it's good like this beautiful mishmash between styles that uh, for me encapsulates what the Beatles meant to music. Um, and it's just a fucking banger. Um, I would put uh, Dear Prudence probably as uh, so number good. three. So good. Um, like my, my favorite Beatles ones are uh, kind of lovier. Um, that one. Uh, You're definitely a Paul. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I think that Paul was like You're the, a total the Paul. lead on all of my favorites. Um, and then my uh, number two would probably be. Um, oh, drive my car. Okay. Baby, you can drive my car. You know, bow, 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 bow. Uh, I think that's the intro track to Rubber Soul. Um mm-hmm. It's uh, just such a fucking fire way to open an album. Yeah. Uh, and beep, 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 beep. beep. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it's, so, <laughs> it's like clever. It's fun. It's the Beatles, like from their early style where everything was a love song, but like a poppy love song. But I don't know. This is where I think they start to get a little bit more experimental. Um, yeah. I don't know. There's so. I, I, it, that's why it's, it was so. I difficult. almost said Penny Lane. Yeah. Uh, that, that yeah. one's way up there. It's why I named my dog Penny. Miss um, I, uh, yeah, yeah. There's a million Beatles songs, but I'll, I'll say for now, dear Prudence, um, whatever that second one just was, uh, <laughs> drive my car and then, Oh, darling. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Those are great songs. Uh, my number three is something love that song. My number two is Helter Skelter. Fucking love Helter Skelter so much. And then my number one is here comes the sun. Good. My favorite Beatles song. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. It's a very important song for me personally because it's like the song I attribute to the most the first time I ever fell in love. So whenever I hear that song, it reminds me of that feeling. And uh, I don't know. Little darling. Yeah. (laughs) uh, And, you know, George Harrison's always been my favorite Beatle since forever. Love Uh, George. George. So something and Here Comes the Sun, he wrote both of those, right? Yep. Yep. And then what was your third one? Oh, Helter, Helter Skelter, Skelter, which yeah. that was Paul McCartney. Right? Paul, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that yesterday. Thank you so much, Charlie, for suggesting this movie. If you would like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash streaming things. 
leave us a review, a five-star review. Uh, if you can't support us financially, that's totally okay. We love you anyway. Uh, it's, times are tough. We don't expect you to do that. Um, you can also email us to show at streamingthingspod at gmail.com. Follow us on all the social medias. Uh, Andy, I'm so happy we got to have you. Thanks, Thanks for episode. having me, guys. This it was, was so fun. fun. Miss you so Creaming much. it with you guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you Steve like, and Andy show. Did you like uh, Andy's cream? Andy's cream was incredible. It was I mean, great. I want all, another one. She's empty. It's 1240. Empty. I'm a little buzz. This I, is yeah. kind of nice. Yeah. It's, it's the only good way to start a day. It's yeah. Sunday, you know? <laughs> you know? Uh, but we all have to drive, but not far. No. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Just kidding. Don't drink and drive, kids. Yeah, don't drink and drive. Um, but with that, guys, we got to return some videotapes. My name has been Steve. <laughs> I'm going to say Chris. <laughs> My name has been Andy. My name has been Madison. And I'm Steve. And this was Streaming Things. <laughs> Happy streaming. Happy streaming.